to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is Raiders of the Lost Ark. Applaud. <laughs> Go ahead and pop in your DVD or Blu-ray. Press play, press pause. When the mountain dissolves to mountain, like the Paramount thing goes to mountainness as it does in this film. Pause your movie there, and in a second I'll say three, two, one, and pause, at which point I'll press play. You'll press play, watch the movie together in perfect sync, and it will be like any other commentary, except, of course, this time, with four friends in your head, live at Meltdown. My name, of course, T. Christie, here with my friend, you know him from the internet, <laughs> over a million YouTube views, the injured stormtrooper, a lost hope, Thanksgiving with the Crances, and now you can see him with Mega Shark versus Crocosaurus, his acting... <laughs> On Sci-Fi Channel debut, <laughs> they yeah. did really. They're fighting. They're doing it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well. You'll see me in the background on several ships at almost the same time. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies, you want to get his phone number? <laughs> Brian William Fenefter. Greetings. <laughs> Dorkman, responsible for Ryan versus Dorkman in his series on the YouTube's 19 All billion views. All by myself. All of them. <laughs> He performed both parts, rotoscoped them himself. Dorkman versus nobody. Yeah. <laughs> he also invented pixels, which yeah. helped. <laughs> Anyway, his, you know, his name is Michael Dorkman Scott. He's Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. The creator of George Lucas's favorite fan film, Pink Five, director of ARC on Hulu, and very recently the director of The Asylum's 2010 Moby Dick. Oh, yeah. It's Trey the Amazing Stokes. Hello. Hello, everyone. And we're here Thank tonight. You. Thank uh, you for coming out. The, the point of this whole thing is to talk about Raiders of the Lost Ark. We should probably start with that. Um, it's this, good. Yeah, yeah. I've heard exceedingly good things about this. It's a Paramount picture. One of my, uh, <laughs> one of my, one of my very favorite movies. And I guess it's not surprising. It's one of those things where everyone that seems to listen to our show grew up in the '80s, and they love Gremlins, and some of them like Howard the Duck, but all of them Whoa. like, all of them like Raiders <laughs> some, of the Lost Ark. Some of them, <laughs> or as uh, as the the latter DVDs have been. Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. They Star. did it? Yeah, they did yeah. it. No. They totally did it. Yeah, That's the same way with right. Star Wars turning into yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, there Wars. it is. Yeah. In any case, this isn't just an, it's an, it's an amazingly great movie, and it, it knows exactly what it is. And it's one of those things where if you grew up with it, you don't know how weird it is. By its, like, if you look at every other movie that came out in 1981, and then Raiders, it's this bizarre-ass piece of shit fucking B-movie. It's like <laughs> the most amazing thing that we grew up with is, is, is a very bizarre film that shouldn't really have happened the way it did. And... I'm ex- I'm glad that it worked, but at the end of the day, it's a B movie, but it's outstanding, and I don't know exactly how that works, but well, we're going to get into it's it. It's a very easy explanation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we'll get to that. We'll get there anyway. I I, I love it, Brian. Where's yeah, the last arc? Uh, I I love it deeply too. It's one of the pillars of my childhood. If you take this and then Star Wars and Star Trek and Back to the Future, that's probably eighty percent of my childhood viewing right there. Uh, this is also the very first movie I ever saw in the theaters that was not a brand new movie. So oh. one of my very first old movie in the theater. So it's, that's a cool memory. Um, it's, this is, like you said, this is, like the, this is part of that trend that happened when we were kids, but the overall trend in, in movie history where the B movies became the A movies. This is kind of based right. off of the, no. the cheap serials. But you know, this and Jaws and Star Wars, of course, is kind of that nexus point where the cheesy B fare became... The blockbuster fair that is now the the studio <laughs> tentpoles. Yeah. That's yeah. all we get. That's yeah. all we get. So it's it just that kind of trend just happened to coincide with all of our childhoods and it's uh, interesting. Brian, I think you're very easily touched. <laughs> I am very easily touched. I'm a sensitive oh, man. Ladies, yeah. I'm very sensitive. Who pillared your childhood? 
Oh dear. Yep, Uh-oh. that's pilloried. Pilloried. Yeah. Mm, yeah. In any case, getting pillared is a whole other. Why don't you thing. go on to Mike now? <laughs> okay, Michael Dorkman, Scott. <laughs> yeah, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I think it's a great movie. I actually, I grew up more probably. You're going to hate uh, on this, aren't no, you? No, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 I was just going to say, for me, uh, Indiana Jones is more the uh, Last Crusade. That's the one I saw a lot more oh, often yeah. growing Last up. Last Crusade is my favorite, um, actually. Yeah, yeah, I would say so too. But I'm, I'm growing in appreciation more and more every time I see this one because it's just. It's just a really good movie, and it's, uh, you know, Indy's, well, a, you. <laughs> Indy's a great Indy's a great character, and um, it's it's very interesting the way they they pulled it off, especially with Indy being um, almost superfluous to the plot in a few places. But it's not that's not. That's <laughs> well, we'll not get we'll to point where we're talking about the. Are you referring yeah. to the fact that he has nothing to do with the climax of the film? He, like from the from the second <laughs> half. Spoiler. Of the, yeah. From the from about the midpoint on, it's like if he did nothing, it would turn out the same. Yeah. If Indy just went uh, once the Nazis yeah. get the Ark, if Indy went home, it would turn yeah. out the same way. So uh, you know, it's very interesting. But he, you know, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. But I, I find that very interesting as opposed to the you know. It is you an know. issue, and you don't notice it you know, the first time you see it yeah. normally. But now if this was like a Vin Diesel movie, he would kill all the Nazis, and then he would punch God back into the box. <laughs> you know, yeah. That's how action movies go yeah. now. Trey, I'm assuming you saw this in theaters I in, did in, your, in your mid-40s when it came out. I did when I was, uh, yeah. I did. I was me and I brought all my kids. Uh, they loved it. It was fantastic. They they still talk about it to this day. I'm assuming their at, the kids. T- at the time it was a huge deal. It was like oh, you have it? to see this movie. Oh yeah, it was totally a huge deal. It was the next thing from both Spielberg and George Lucas. Uh, you know, and it was you know who hadn't done anything bad at that point. So that was it was very exciting. And uh, you know, it's it's it was. Lucas, Lucas said, well, let's see, I, I, I did pretty good ripping off Buck Rogers. What other old cereals can I do? Like, how about one of those old, you know, punch em up Nazi killer cereals? I'll just do that one next, and Spielberg will direct it, and it'll be a huge hit, and it worked out. That guy hates Nazis. He totally hates Nazis. Well, who doesn't, though? But uh, no, no, it was no a huge, hands. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Again, I don't want to know. I deliberately did not look at the audience <laughs> when I asked that highly rhetorical question. Um, but uh, you know, it was it was a big deal. It was a big deal. You know, hearing about it, it's like Lucas and Spielberg are finally going to do a movie together. It's so awesome. They're going to do a thing, and it's going to be. It's called Raiders of the Lost Ark, and we all went. It's called what? Yeah. What, it's kind. Of, the title <laughs> what, is kind of. What does that mean? What does that even it? mean? I have no idea. Raiders of the Lost Ark. I have no idea what that's going to be about. Well, at least in this movie, the Raiders of the Lost Ark actually raided something. Yeah. They raided the Lost Ark, which attacking. is good because they, you know. But uh, no, it was huge, and it was you know I don't know I don't remember offhand the you know the box office figures, but I know it's didn't we forty five gajillion dollars? Yeah, forty five gajillion in adjusted dollars. Didn't we, didn't we? It's like number twenty all time, even if you just yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. In, so, it's yeah. in the top. 20. It maintains if you adjust for inflation, yeah. it's still in the top twenty of all time of all yeah. time. And and I think and touching on your your V your I think it was it was. To me, it's I think it's it's the, pretty much the first VHS tape anyone bought. It's like okay, I'm going to buy a VCR just so I can buy Raiders and watch that movie a thousand times. Wow. So that's probably why you you know you and everyone else had that yeah. movie <laughs> in your house because that was the one everybody had. So. I have I have an anecdote. Anyway, we should start the movie. So if you're at home, get your mouse uh, remote, whatever the hell, ready. Here we go. Three, two, one. Unpause. The first and we're in. D- the first DVD we ever bought was Lost in Space. Wow! Oh. What the hell happened? <laughs> it was the it it's, was it like was the only one there. It was it was that and Michael. The John such Travolta a different movie. time now. <laughs> and it was for Christmas, so Michael became our Christmas movie the, for like oh, two years. No. Wow! Wow! It just so, became a tradition. I just recall. I, it just occurred to me that this is something that was a part of. I was my surprised childhood. at like the the 
wealth of emotion about Michael. I thought, yeah. I thought a lot of the audience was would be like, outpouring what's, what's from the that? Arts. That you know, fantastic. He had long wow. hair. It was funny. He the, was an um, angel. It was he great. cared. <laughs> I remember my dad bought Raiders of the Lost Ark at McDonald's. Like there was, they had yeah. a thing where they had VHS yeah. tapes at McDonald's and he was driving through. And I remember like being like seven or eight in the passenger seat, and he's like, uh, "Can I get a number one? No pickle, no onion, Diet Coke, and Raiders of the Lost Ark." <laughs> and I'm like, "What? What the hell is a, what? What's a what's a what?" And he handed me a VHS tape. He's like, "You have to see this movie." I'm like, "The title's dumb." Yeah, yeah, yeah. The title is still dumb. There's no. There's no I was denying. seven. Like that was the first time an adult gave me something like truthful in his life, and it turned out to be bullshit. I'm like, here you go. This is the best movie ever. It's Raiders of the Lost Ark. Dad, that's a dumb title. <laughs> Can't deal with it. Just jumping back for a second, I want to point out that this. Uh, there may be earlier examples, but this was the first time. It's now a trend that everyone tries to do. But the first time of messing with the, your company logo, uh, like the, the yeah. first time I ever said, "Wow, you can do that. You can actually do a thing with the logo and uh, do the Paramount. It turns into a mountain." And of course, we've seen all kinds of very on that from uh, of course all the sequels of this movie did it in various ways which was a totally you know you know stupid idea lucas or spielberg had one day hey wouldn't <laughs> yeah, it be funny if we did that and then they had to go stomping through the south american jungle for like yeah they had to find, to find the mountain to find the right, to find the right, right mountain and then find just the right angle and composition and i think it really it. came home perfectly in crystal skull a movie that yeah. shall not be talked about yeah uh <laughs> where the logo fades to a little molehill Yes. Yeah. No. Yeah. L O L. We get it, Spielberg. Yeah. Take your dick out of our eyeballs. We get it. You hate us. <laughs> yeah. That's we understand. Right. This one's a cash grab. We yeah. understand. That's that's cool. You right don't you don't care about this product. You'll you'll traipse through the jungle for for the first one, but for this one, yeah. you'll make a little. CG I want to uh, appeal to everyone's expertise here in terms of uh, just licking the dart that killed someone. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. I'm just. That's how you do it. How, how do you know what poison tastes like? Well, how does he know what poison tastes like? And how does he know how old it is by what it tastes and, like? He's and that speci- good. Right. He's that good. And specifically, I, he, I don't know. Just, we, we should point well, out he, in, he in tests, our... You know, cops will taste cocaine. Yeah, I saw, yeah, well, I saw so. a lot. Did, did a anyone? Lot. Did, <laughs> yes, I saw that YouTube video thing. No, the, 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 the movie, no one saw this except me probably. But uh, although then the yeah, audience is going to be like, what? I doubt but, that. Um, the movie Showtime, I think it was called, Eddie Murphy and hey. Robert De Niro. And oh wow! Um, oh yeah, right. I remember the, that. They're actors who play cops, and then they're like yes. going to be real cops for a while. Yes. But so they bring in William Shatner to gi- for, to give them T.J. Hooker tips on how to be a cop. So he like he's going into the white powder, and he tastes it. He's like. TJ knows it's cocaine, you know, and uh, but then but then from the corner, De Niro, who in the movie is a real cop, he goes, "What if it's cyanide?" <laughs> <laughs> And how old is it? That's the important thing. We should yeah. point out just to talk about the movie real quick. Yeah. <laughs> just anyway, to point out. why? We, uh, just you know, just because in case you know, we'll anyone get cares. But uh, you know, that was a really nice thing they did. You know, this is a, a cool, a cool opening where you didn't see the guy's yeah. face until you know it's all very. Dark. And we should also point out this. I believe is Alfred Molina's first movie ever. It is. It's yeah. just a film so debut. That, that is Alfred Molina there. If you didn't yeah. recognize, that's uh, Doctor you know, Octopus. Doctor Octopus there. Angel. Uh, Angel from Maverick. Was, was he in Maverick? Yeah. John Maverick. Wow. He was in Maverick. Where'd you pull that one from? IMDb, not- I'm sure. <laughs> I hope He's so. He's like the main bad guy. Wait, in was, was he the guy that pulled us like a blade on him at the poker table? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. that's right, well, right. Yeah, with the whole like slow motion ace card right. at the end. That was when Jodie Foster was pretending to be straight. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Wait, what? She's not. Nothing. 
I have a question though. That's yeah. uh, you know, at this point in their careers, George Lucas had made you know a bank load of money for 20th Century Fox, and Spielberg had made a bank load of money for Universal Studios. Why is this a Paramount picture? Because I was, I was nobody actually, else would take it. The mountain, Trey. Because they had the mountain, and they, they had to go. Um, I started trying to read the. Uh, I have got you ever tried to find a Warner Brothers logo in nature? It's impossibly difficult. They apparently because you know he'd made Jaws and he'd made Star Wars, so like okay, we're gods basically. So here's our deal. Take it or leave it. We get all the points and all the merchandising wow. and blah, 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 and, and you get, you and know. Paramount says, Lucas, we, don't, we don't have any of yours yet. We need one. Yeah, so, exactly. Pa- so Paramount was the one that finally. The, the deal that Lucas it. arranged uh, got him 40% after uh, expenses were recouped, I guess. Cooped. Cooped. We say cooped. Recouped. Yeah, we, we say the piece. He, he still, to this day, gets 40% of the profits on every Indiana <laughs> Jones thing. That, this, wow. The story goes that this was Alfred Brunillo's first day. Welcome to the movie. Yeah. Gets, here's some spiders. So. Yeah, no, seriously. And apparently, and this is funny, I didn't know this. I looked this up on Wikipedia. Apparently, they couldn't get the spiders to do anything. And then they introduced a female spider, and all the yeah. spiders just went apeshit. And suddenly it was spider orgy on Al- Alfred Molina, which, yeah. you know, is a dream I had once, weirdly enough. <laughs> you just want to start asking him all the times that he had a spider orgy on his back. Now, here, of course, is the, the rare Mayan photoelectric cell trap. That, right, uh, yeah. Is, uh, yeah, okay, here's the thing. I, I, as, a, as a child, this didn't bother me, but as I, as I got older, it started to make me... There's a lot of booby traps going on dealing with rocks and the movement of rocks. <laughs> yeah, rocks and mud. And, and all of them don't make much sense, but the one that really sticks out to me is when you block the light, that rock moves. Well, this is where the movie starts to sort of bring in that little element of magic. Yeah, there's, this is, there's a supernatural element that they very, very clearly wanted to do. It's interesting. I'll, I'll mention um, some of the people here may know about it and may even have read it, but they released uh, a year or two back a transcript of the conversation that oh George God. Lucas, Steven Spielberg, and Lawrence Kasdan sat down in a room and and hashed out the story, and Lucas um, Lucas basically told them the the broad beats of the story, and then they kind of honed it down and made it um, pretty specific. Uh, but like, I, I only got as far as basically him getting through the opening scene because they keep going off on tangents and stuff like that. But racist tangents. It's, re- <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really racist. Su- they're pedophiles. Yeah. They're, it's really su- really terrible people. George wanted Marion to be like twelve. Yeah. yeah, she is. I mean, if you if you actually work out the math in this story, oh, and they even referred they to met, it. They, they yeah. met when she I was, was a child. Yeah. Hello, yeah. what the hell is this movie about? Yeah. yeah, she literally was. Well, you hear that and you're like, oh, you know, yeah, people she was. And doesn't Indy, oh, yeah. Indy yeah. like say, oh, you knew what you were doing? Yeah, it's really kind of scary it's she creepy. was still working on pube number five yeah, yeah you gotta really be careful not a happy thing but um they've it, it's really interesting to read um because even even just what i was reading this was very worked out but but in a really vague way like he was what what's about to happen it's like okay he goes up and there's some artifact and he has to do something to get the artifact, and but it doesn't work but there's a delay so they think it worked and blah 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 and it, and it's like you're you're sitting there. You're going. Well, it's it's the idol, and he puts the sand on it. <laughs> of course, it. like duh. But and like the, the giant ball. Yeah. Come on, what are you doing? Well, you take, the giant you take, ball. You take all the ideas for granted. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Oh yeah, someone had to conceive yeah. of that. Yeah. But the giant ball was there from the beginning. They're like, be, there's going to be a giant stone ball that chases them out. We don't know be, why, but it's going to happen. Well, it Kasdan. happens in all those movies. Lawrence yeah. Kasdan needs uh, to get a lot of in- you know it did oh, yeah. and did get a lot of uh, recognition for what he did. Yeah. By the way, if this if this this idol is clearly not solid gold, if you're a nitpicker, because it would weigh about 200 pounds, if it's solid gold, and I don't think that bag of sand. 
sand weighs 200 pounds yeah. because it's going to be heavier than we the had a, at our well, apartment. Yeah, we had work, a, a great so. big uh, movie nights Raiders of the Lost Ark party about a month ago, and I had to. I, I decided I wanted to make a Jovito fertility statue, and I found out some interesting things about this statue. One, uh, no one's noticed this just watching the film, but there's a little fucking golem coming out of the baby's vag- like it's a vagina thing, and there's a face coming like face. That's what you remember from the thing. But if you look between its legs, there's another face like hey coming out. <laughs> Between it's like a, legs. a little alien. It's terrible. You know, it's the worst thing you've mouth, ever but... seen in your life. It's giving birth to a mannequin. And I, I, uh, <laughs> what I ended up doing, I couldn't. I, I was going to get sculpting and make make it, but I realized I'm not talented. And the uh, what I ended up doing was buying a piggy bank that was shaped like that and just repainting it and filling it with kitty litter. Now it weighs a lot. Well, there you go. All cool, right, cool nice. story, bro. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for sharing that. That's and then great. I found five dollars. <laughs> the point I wanted to make is that there's a terrifying mouth face thing coming out of the thing in the mouth face coming out of the uh, <laughs> the fertility statue's vag. Boy. Like you do. Whoa. That point was made. Well, Thank yeah. you, G. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another thing that's still a little wonky. Like it seems like they they thought way too hard about this and, and installed a booby trap thing that falls about a foot, but not all the right. way. Like, you'd think if they were going to conceive of, a, of that as a booby trap, like, oh, and then the fl- floor falls out, and he grabs this, but then it falls, and, Ella, like, the what? Mayans what are, are having fun. The, 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 vine the, the, the vine that comes coming, out. But coming the vine's not a booby trap. I don't think that was a booby trap. No, the vine's just a vine that slips. Well, it just seems fortunate well, that it, these guys, sli- whoever built oh, it. Oh, you're, you're questioning the validity of a vine in the jungle. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the problem you're having. I've never had that much luck with vines. Oh, okay. Yeah. Although these guys, whoever built this temple, are obviously very forward and long-term thinking people yeah if, if these were the people that did the whole like mayan calendar that ends in 2012 yeah. i might then buy we, a little bit we, we are in trouble obviously looking ahead <laughs> we are in some serious shit if that, that's the same guys wait yeah. how do you read that they're looking ahead what's because all of these booby traps they yeah. they're like, and okay. there's like multiple i'm just levels, amazed that not layers. all of them have gone off Clearly like they had it together it'd be amazing he walks in and it, it, it picks up the idol and he walks back out and it's Completely easy, and you're like, well, well, there should have been booby traps, and then it's like, well, yeah, but people yeah, have tried it two thousand years ago. There were booby yeah. traps. I think the Jovitos come in and do maintenance on it. That's what I think they do. Oh, they, they, I think yeah, they just what, have a, at the end of the day they come in, they, they come in, everything. they reset everything. Oh my god, another American got full of darts. Oh, good lord. <laughs> so here's Renee Belloc. 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 They call him Belloc. Belloc. Which is the Elvish word for friend. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because Gimli Egloin never even mentions that when he shows up in this movie. So that's weird. I don't understand. It's like there was very prescient sort of things. I still to this day when I want to get someone to leave and I'm trying to speak in code but not code that people won't get. So it's like just basically saying, let's leave this person now. Uh, I'll, I'll just go, I'll do the thumb thing at your neck. <laughs> and people are like... Are you doing the thing where Renee tells them to go? Because we know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is the people you would use that on would all, would all know. know. Yeah. Right. They would get it. They would totally get it. And the thing is, like, from here on out, Indiana Jones speaks any language you possibly need him to speak for the rest of... He's right. fluent no. over six million no, forms of communication. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, no, no. is the only this, thing that he the, doesn't the understand. Moral, no, I think it's entirely the opposite. The moral message of this movie is you can kill anyone you want if they don't speak English. Oh, That's what this movie says. Absolutely. It's like, oh. if they speak English, only God can kill them. Dude, if they speak in English. The, in, in the, we were talking about the little racist tangents they go off on. Literally, they're talking about this opening and, and Lucas, he's, he's going, yeah, and they, they've got the guides with them, you know, the, the Mexicans or Arabs or whatever they are <laughs> Like, yeah. <laughs> there's some shade yeah. of brown. That's <laughs> all he knew. Whichever they have, whichever they are in Peru, yeah. Yeah, the Mexicans or like, whatever they whatever they have in Peru. There's a fun fact about this. Uh, we know it's Peru because we've been talking about it. But in the movie, there's actually, as far as I know, there's no evidence that this is Peru. And the only way people deduced well, that you'll, it is, you'll see the see the map in a second. Well, in the map. Yeah. Well, okay. 
Doesn't the, doesn't the opening title say Peru? In any case. Or Central America. Or something. <laughs> something that's it's cool. In the Central script America. it says Peru, but go in ahead. In the script it says Peru, but uh, you can tell if you know anything about the nomenclature that goes into coding uh, airplanes because the prefix oh, wow. on the on the fucking people it's on the D- DVD pause, man. It's a Peruvian registration it's a Peru- on that plane? Yeah. OB. Uh, it's, it's actually, I think it starts OB, which in some person's mind says, oh, Peru, clearly. <laughs> but... Yeah. Oh, OP. Oh, Peru. Yeah. Uh, oh, Peru. <laughs> that's what it stands for. It's, that, it's the, the opening words of their national anthem. Oh, yeah. Peru. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised actually. Uh, you know, going back to like the serials and stuff, this character Jock. Jock. Yeah. Where's he? Yeah, he never goes. Back. Comes up. You yeah. you f- yeah. you feel like he's probably going to be like Indy's pilot. He's yeah. like the short, like, he's short round for this movie. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, then he's gone. He, he's set up as like a short round for yeah. this movie, and then he and never. Then he's, then this he's is, he gets replaced by uh, this. By the way, it's like, Whoa. this is probably the least successful. His setup name is spelled like <laughs> Jockstrap. Yeah. I thought yeah. it'd be Jacques, yeah. like J A C Q E. This, is, this is the least successful foreshadowing. He's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have a snake. He for just some happens reason. to have a snake in the in the passenger <laughs> seat. Of also, plane. how did Indy get down there with him without <laughs> noticing the snake? His pet snake. You think Jacques has baggy pants? Okay. Where was the snake on the trip up? You don't want to know. So. The, uh, the the thing we should point out though about that is uh, you know they were actually however they did it you know whether they did it off a helicopter or whatever but they were really like in a thing flying when they oh, shot yeah. those scenes and again this is like how we used to do it in the old days in the eighties before all the CG they, nonsense they, came well out. they uh, they probably did it I don't know but they probably did it like a car mount like they bolted it yeah they're just like, like oh, oh, I just got a hope going up in a yeah. biplane that's how they got Harrison yell. Ford in the seat too <laughs> <laughs> suction cups baby yeah. <laughs> now as and and as we know from from Crystal Skull is Crystal Skull is uh, you know all these guys here it's like you know go to Tunisia and do a movie that sounds fantastic. I can't wait to do it. And then now they're all like they've had kids in school and they're all old and tired. And they go, no, we'll do it on the back lot. It'll all be CG. We don't have to actually go anywhere. Crystal Spielberg's skull. 60. He doesn't want dysentery. I want to be home by five for exactly. the news. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And, and actually, it's funny in the in the thing. Spielberg is so excited about going on location and stuff like that. And, and Lucas yeah. is like, we got like five million bucks, dude. You gotta, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll send a second unit. But yeah, right. it's, we'll go you to know what's weird about this is that they... It's one of those scenes where in a movie that was, oh, man, that. <laughs> they were. <laughs> ladies, the answer is yeah. <laughs> if he you was, ever do that, it works. His, yeah. his, um, his character, interestingly, was originally going to be more James Bondy. Uh, James Bondy. Um, and also, uh, at one point, he was going to be like a drunk, kind of like, yeah. uh, oh, shit. But he was the guy in uh, Treasure Sierra well, Madre. The whole point yeah. was Spielberg wanted to do his James Bond, but he, he wanted, couldn't do He literally wanted he to do literally, a James He literally Bond wanted to do James but, Bond, but he couldn't get the. Yeah, the story, and you know who knows how much right. of it is true, but George Lucas disappeared off the face of the earth went to Hawaii when what was it Star, Star Wars, Wars or Empire no Star, it was Star Wars. Wars Star Wars, Star Wars yeah. is coming out and Spielberg was there after Close Encounters and I, this is the cutest thing like Wikipedia I think editorialized no, to make it adorable they, they were building a sandcastle well, he was That's building a sandcastle like Spielberg <laughs> yeah. was just doing his thing and I wonder if it had like a father figure in it or something <laughs> like it's a <laughs> It's a like, very misty Spielberg. Like you, didn't, you didn't see any of the adults from the knees up. Right. You just saw the bottom. Of the and then when feet. he got older, he made another sandcastle and he replaced all the guns with kazoos or yeah. something. But, uh, apparently, Spielberg was like, I really want to direct a James Bond picture. And George Lucas was like, I've got a character that is better than James Bond. Yeah. He wears a hat and he goes to the pyramids. What do you think? That is and bad. I guess Spielberg was like, fuck, yeah. yes. <laughs> I love the pyramids. Okay. He can, actually, how convenient. Can he have father issues? Maybe in a sequel. Sure, <laughs> yeah. why not? He, he actually came up with uh, Indiana Smith, 
Indiana Smith. original name. Indiana Smith. Uh, Lucas came up with Indiana Smith while he was working on Star Wars, actually, because yeah, yeah. he was watching all those things. And he talks about I, – I haven't read all the drafts of Star Wars, so I haven't read these. But there were a couple drafts where this Indiana Smith character, yeah. he worked it Who into Star hell? Wars because he's like, fuck it. What other – when am I going to get the chance? And so he worked that in. And then he, for a little while, like Luke was an archaeologist. And then <laughs> – Yeah, every, is yeah just loves an archaeology. Yeah. Star Wars? Sometime huh? I'm going to get yeah. archaeology yeah. You're saying there was an archaeologist in Star Wars? And it was Luke. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a scene. He, he there was, was a scene where he was like throwing. He was he was like just bored and like throwing pebbles at a rock, and then it chips off, and there's some little like symbols or something on it. And he's and like, he's oh, like, and he takes out a notebook and, and writes all, it down. Like, archaeological and, about it. Like, Too bad you don't speak bocce. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jones. Now we need to we you know for those for those in the audience who do not know and shame on you. There's Porkins. Uh, that's yeah. Jack Porkins. That's Bill Hootkins. Porkins right there. His name is Bill Hootkins. I met him. Yeah. He is fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, now he's dead, so he's uh, he's not. So now his name is Robert. Paulson. And yes. I'm not going to say those things are related, <laughs> but correlation and yeah. causation do go that is, that is, <laughs> from uh, the uh, from the from the chat room, such as it is. <laughs> yeah, the chat room. Uh, analog chat room. I'm being reminded to point out that, uh, of course, Lucas's dog was named Indiana. That's correct. Yes, that's where he got like, the name. Like Lucas yeah. is all about his fucking dog, and, they, well, and they, Chewbacca and everything. They even yeah. referenced that in uh, in yeah. uh, last. We scene. named the dog Indiana yeah. after the dog. Speaking of the name, though, something that's interesting. I don't know what it is, and I, I honestly, I tried the other day. I was thinking about this because the power was out and I had nothing to do. Uh, it wasn't out. I just have nothing to do. And the, um, <laughs> I was trying to figure out, is Indiana Jones, the word Jones and Indiana put together, is that just inherently something that works? Or is it I just grew up knowing the word Indiana Jones? Because I heard Indiana Smith, and I'm like, well, that clearly That's doesn't work ridiculous. at all. Well, Indiana honestly, Jones. If I, heard the, if I heard the name Indiana Jones was going to be this big movie coming this summer now at, at my age, <laughs> yeah. I would say that's the most retarded yeah, thing I've like, ever heard. And, oh, and like oh. I said, it's like, it's like yeah, it's called Raiders of the Lost Ark, and the main character is, is called Indiana Jones. I'm like, what in the hell are they playing? <laughs> yeah. Lucas you know, and Spielberg just, have what, lost what, it, What, is what the on? hell is Mick G up to now? Yeah, all, really. <laughs> all I've learned from this is that I'm going to – next time, you know, fucking – Ohio Fauntleroy in the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, no, they wanted it. He wanted it to be a very all-American type of name. So it's you know, yeah. a, 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 and, and old cl- Ravenwood, Marion Ravenwood, Ravenwood, and Ravenwood, stuff like which that, is named right? after a Los Angeles city street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah down which in is, Beverly I mean, Hills they were they were literally driving around. They go Ravenwood. Ravenwood. That's that's a good one. Fact, right along the same line, Marion Ravenwood also wrote uh, Cloverfield. There you go. Yeah, that's weird. Now happens. we should we shouldn't uh, brush past this huge info dump of a scene without <laughs> yeah. pointing out. This like, is this the most imp- yeah, they, yeah they, I mean, but they do a good job. They're like fuck it, well, here it is. And, and again, well, this yeah. is you know if you read screenwriting books, they're always talking about the structure of you have ten pages to to hook your reader. So it's like it's it's require now at this point that your first 10 pages are an action scene right and then you have the big info dump setting up the rest of the movie after that yeah it's and like there's you, really you no buy mar- yourself the time to be really dull by being right. awesome first and then you're like yeah. okay here's the plot it's, it's and exactly and, it's, awesome uh, and there's really no more classic example of that than this and I yeah i mean because, because the whole beginning other than it introduces belloc and maybe she tells us a little about it. Maybe yeah, it has nothing to do with the rest but, of the story. But that is, yeah. a, but that yeah. is again a very James Bond type of thing. It you totally always is, see yeah. the end of his last mission, and then it leads into. Yeah. Is it weird that so I think it is? Of it's, it's a, it's a, you know, we're going to give you a, a crazy balls out action sequence for ten minutes because we're going to talk about Bible stories for yeah. the next twenty <laughs> in this movie. So we got to like make sure you don't walk out. I think I might be tuned wrong, but I think it's probably weird that when I hear someone comparing Indiana Jones to James Bond, I feel like it's tarnishing Indiana Jones. <laughs> hey, like, I don't, wow. They're completely different. Like, I, I think it's really interesting that they were initially linked. They, they yeah. linked. yeah, he, was, like, he said, I want to do a James Bond thing. It's like, I've got a character that's like that, but different. And, and still, uh, Spielberg, Spielberg, as I call him. Spielberg. Uh, <laughs> he even said, uh, at, at the time he did an interview, and he, 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 he called Indiana Jones James Bond without the gadgets. And I'm like, 
Fuck you. That's Go away. Kind of <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, initially, uh, Indy was the, – the idea – it's almost the opposite of what he is now because he was going to be this millionaire playboy guy who right. also had an interest in archaeology and the occult and stuff. So if something – He was going to be Donovan. If you, needed, if you needed some artifact or something, you know, not for a private collection but like a museum or whatever, he would museum. go and get it. You know, and it was like they make the More point. Of a it's Tomb like he's not well. Yeah. Very much. It's like he is a grave robber, but yeah. he does it. He does it to you know get it into museums and stuff like that. He's not doing it for right. for necessarily money or anything. But even at that point, but he, like he's he's too cool for the academic circuit. That was basically the idea. And now it's like it's almost it's almost weird knowing who he really is. Essentially, <laughs> it's like well they they say it's like a Clark Kent thing, and it's like it's totally like that because he is totally a nerd. Here, <laughs> yeah. like he is, he, he actually is. is. He's not pretending, <laughs> but then he just goes out and he enjoys the expedition and he gets into these situations that he has to get himself well, out. There, of. there is a, definitely a, a very superhero intentionally put in uh, characteristic to it because it's if you watch behind the scenes there and they talk about his costume and how they put it together with the fedora and the jacket and the whip is like this. We looked at it as if we were making you know a superhero costume, right? I just think that's how Jesus. B. Arthur was dressing at the time. Yeah, she was actually. <laughs> But this is, I mean, Indiana Jones as a character this way is so much more interesting than I if you were James Bond. Well, like, it, I, James Bond is fine. That's what but, I but, said! No, yeah. but what's, but what's no, great about in Indy, what, what, I, what I love about him and the way that he wound up being is because, like you say, he's actually, in many ways, the opposite of a James Bond yeah. or, a, or a superhero He's or completely it's fallible, like, for yeah, one thing. He gets yeah. his ass kicked all the time. Yeah, you watch him... And, oh, I would yeah. foul the hell out of him. Yeah. <laughs> what? M- uh, mo- no, whoa. No. Uh, <laughs> Most of the time, most of the keep time, keep going, Mike. Keep going. In, I'm just in, amusing yeah, I'm myself trying. up here. That's all. Okay. Most of the time in Raiders, at least, is Indiana Jones failing. Yeah. Most of this movie is yeah. Indy failing to accomplish. The first what he half is him failing, and the second half is him being completely ineffectual at yeah. all. So right. it's, I mean, it's I mean, the whole thing. It's like you know, there's the scene with the flying wing, where if that damn, if those propellers hadn't been there, he got <laughs> would have got his head punched in, and then you know, all, all these he he. Finds the ark, which is great, but then he fails to hold on to it, and he has nothing to do with, uh, you know, the very ending. And, and well, I disagree like that. with you about the flying wing and what that represents, but uh, but otherwise, uh, but, yeah. It, it, it's, but what's it, interesting but, about it is, is that he is a he's a totally fallible yeah. hero who's not perfect at all. You you watch you know. it. You what makes him exciting is you watch it and you go, he could die right now. Yeah. Totally Aside could. from the fact that I know we got another hour to go. Yeah, he's not. Going <laughs> to. Something could happen to him right now. Jump back to I believe we're in this scene right here. Is this is um, when I became aware of you know because. I was already in film school by this point, so I was already being a douchebag, ah, the, analyzing the, movies. That the I famous Wonder. Yeah, this, this is all. This has all been this whole scene and many scenes, surprisingly, in this movie are all one take shots. This, this is this is one, one of Spielberg's things is that he will instead of using a cut, he will just move the camera to change the blocking of a scene yeah. on screen, and it's a it's cool. That's yeah. it's There's very one cut, a little cut away the gun, just to be clear. It's very. Uh, I guess classic. this is an ILM shot right here. This isn't is. actually a real plane. It's, I had never well, known that. It's half a real plane. It's just the, there's like a plane with only one engine that worked, and the rest is. Oh, all right, that's painting. what it was. It's yeah. it, it's a very classical thing to do, though. Is to is as opposed to cutting, you change the blocking and you change the shot within the shot. You right. know, and there's a lot of that in this movie. This movie is actually very good to study for that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Not only not yeah, only right. in shot blocking, but also how he shoots. By the way, Dennis Murin. Dennis nice. Mirren's eyeballs. <laughs> Dennis and Mirren's apparently eyeball. they went out of their way to find a Life magazine where in the middle of the Life magazine was pictures of Hitler. Yeah. So we're like, I think Mirren brought it with him, something? to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't I think know. Yeah, he did. If but, you've uh, met Dennis Mirren. Right. But, so but, but you can, but you, it, there's like the scene uh, after he thinks Marion's dead when Belloc uh, confronts him in the bar. Spoilers. He, uh, sorry. <laughs> um, he, uh, sorry, everyone. Sorry. You the, get your money back. The, uh, 
the statute of limitations is 32 years, right? Uh, yeah, it yeah. totally is, yeah. <laughs> um, but, Rosebud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, you watch that, and just the way, the way it's blocked and the way he, uh, especially the way that he um, uh, kind of wrangles the line of action, because yeah. they cross over Speaking each other which, and stuff like another that. One. This, this drinking, like that, so, drinking yeah. one or starting right now, a one-take uh, one shot. Yeah, and then I, yeah, the, the other advantage of doing one is like that and giving a lot of consideration to, to that kind of blocking is then when you do cut in a scene like that, cutting automatically gives your sub, subliminal brain like, oh, this, this is important. Yeah. That we've cut now is important. Yeah. So there's a reason I'm looking at this now. Right. There's yeah. a reason why you have decided to cut at that moment. <laughs> and in that previous example, the scene is it's very much about the gun. It's it's right. a one off, and then you cut for the gun. And you're like, oh shit, there's a gun. I have a, I have, and it's I have, so much more effective than it was like shot, reverse shot, shot, reverse shot. I have two things about the scene. One, I grew up with this movie. I still don't know if that's a dude or hang chick. On. She's drinking again. Yeah. I no, no, hang on. Can we, can we take a poll of the room? Can we, okay, okay, raise your hands if you think that's a guy she's drinking against. <laughs> nope. Okay, right. raise your hands if you think it's a chick. All right, oh. more people think that's a woman with a bad haircut. Anyway, uh, I got it from, wow. the, from the chat room, such as it is. Lalide, who's actually in our real chat rooms, uh, says, Can we discuss how Marion is a high-functioning alcoholic? She's 25 shots in yeah. for this entire scene. Yeah. No? Yeah. Well, the character of Mary. Now that's, uh, uh, well, that's whatever, Mary whatever Nepalese moonshine is, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Whatever that is, I don't even want to know. But, but, uh, but, this, but the, she, the shemale here is uh, clearly uh, enjoying it. But the uh, he bucket, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's Pat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't look at it, Teague. Don't look at don't it, look, Marion. Close your don't eyes. Look, close your eyes. Don't look at it. Well, uh, the character. It's like a mix of but, George Wendt and a. This, this is a great way to introduce her. Number one. Yeah. Number two. This is a plot point. Yeah. This becomes yeah, important, yeah, later. important later. That, that, she, she, can, that she can drink and keep her the, the fact that she can drink a whale under the table <laughs> is, is, yeah. is really important later for her escape yeah. attempt. Well, the fact that Marion uh, screenwriting part, is easy. Seeing the <laughs> seeing the movie, of course, we all at the time we all go, "Hey, it's that chick from Animal House." But the um, the, the thing about her character is is when did, when's the last time we saw a character like this? Shadow I mean, she, play. She, yeah. She's a heavy. She's a heavy drinker. Though. She she chews with her mouth open. She's you know yeah. she's she's a total you know tough chick, and I. I loved her. I was like, you know, I did. I think. That. Th I think what you're getting at is that she's just drop dead gorgeous. That's your point. Well, there's also that too. Yeah. But I'm talking about she's gorgeous, but she, you know, she has she's totally uncouth and and uh, you know has no no actual <laughs> charm except when she's trying. It to, occurred to me very to recently. It. Yeah. It's, a, it's it's but it's just the fact that when you see characters like that, you know, yeah, and, she, and this is the scene that we were referring to earlier where it's like, wow, what kind of weird twisted history yeah. do these two have? This is the uh, she's know. she's one of the classical oh, no. strong women type of thing. You know, we got a note from the chat. Uh oh, oh, the subtitles on the film say. It's a him. Well, I feel oh, yeah, it's not guy. a shock or anything. I, well, I disagree with him entirely. <laughs> yeah, well, I disagree. I, 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 all, all that all that means is the subtitler didn't know either. And so <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, I, actually, the, the I believe the subtitle said he she. Yeah. yeah. The, the <laughs> subtitle mystery that I have is. His name is Reagan, Eddie yes, tells me. He's played by a guy. You, so, yeah, you guys just invented, you know who, a, you guys hey, invented a controversy. No, Reagan, Excuse me. Uh, Reagan, Reagan is, is the name, kind of a girly yeah. name. Reagan no, is the seriously. name of the little girl who got possessed in The Exorcist. Yeah, okay, really. I'm just seriously, gonna... you guys just invented a controversy that didn't exist oh, five yeah. minutes ago. <laughs> We're on the internet. That's how this works. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But there was, my, my, my question about the... Uh, Here's the, some little blo the subtitles blocking. Is, you know, my question okay. about the subtitles is that uh, is uh, that he refers to Alfred Molina's character. The subtitles call him Satipo, and he calls him Sabito. No. So somebody's at fault there, and I hope somebody lost their job over <laughs> that one. We got another one from the chat room, such as it is. Uh, it was from Serge from uh, Film Grok, who's hey, here, hey. Uh, who points out this was Spielberg's redemption for the movie 1941, which came yes. out in 79, right? Uh, yes, that's correct. And, uh, Good theme. 
<laughs> As in musically? John, yeah, John Good Williams job, did some, I love oh, yeah. like, Motif. Oh, no, yeah. no, it's uh, 1941 and the the Blues Brothers, which I, it was oh, yeah. around that time, too. Um, Spielberg did the Blues Brothers? No, no, John Landis did the Blues Brothers, but the thing that connects Accurate. them is, like, if you want to see what cocaine does to people, <laughs> watch 1941 or the Blues Brothers, because those are movies made by people who are radically high on cocaine, who are like, crash more cars! <laughs> <laughs> or so, you can watch Transformers. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. It occurred but, to me recently... Uh, and this is one of those things where it's hard, especially with women. And I know, I know that Brian's expressed this opinion before. To tell like <laughs> what okay. who, it's it's hard. Where, where women for some reason. Brian's like, don't link me to this until oh, you finish God, your sentence. Going, <laughs> I'm probably the most curious yeah. of anybody in this room. <laughs> Throughout the history of film, you've seen these beautiful uh, actresses, and it's sometimes they look like. Oh, you put her in a color picture and she looks completely modern. And sometimes women from like the 30s and 40s look like aliens, and it's weird. But for one reason or another, uh, Karen Allen in this movie reminds me of Megan Fox. She just has a Megan Foxy face. Shut your whore mouth. <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to agree with Trey on that one. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm totally They're not guy, even the same galaxy. Are you yeah. kidding me? Don't, don't put me on board in any way. Yeah. That was yeah. Brian's yeah. idea. No. And I said it. I, oh, no. no. I've... I know I Brian, and Brian would never say anything yeah. like that. Excuse me, sir. I know Brian. Brian is a friend of mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, Me- and Megan Fox is no Karen and Allen. And you, sir, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying... Um, I-, I prefer Karen Allen. I grew up on well, Sandlot. She was my mommy, Trey, but... Whoa. She's got... Whoa. <laughs> okay. She's Whoa. got kind of a Megan Foxy thing. That's no, all I'm this saying. Is going does, that, this is, does that make that's, Indiana that's Jones three kinds of wrong. Yeah, no. overshare, overshare, overshare. So is, no, the, is the idea there? Because she, you know, they had the whole conversation about, you know, do you have the... Oh, she knew album. exactly what he wanted. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then she pulled... And once he leaves... because she's Megan she Fox. She pulls the, the emblem out of, out of her shirt, uh, off her neck. Was the idea that she was carrying around this monstrous fucking yeah. necklace all the time? Like yeah. she just wears that. It's the only. It's the only valuable thing she has. Yeah. She needed She's to have something to throw up her in case she has yeah. to leave. Basically, I met this guy. I met. You met Tote. I met Tote. I met Tote not long after this movie came out. Is he not out. Asian? No, he's not. He's, he's he supposed to be Asian. German, man. He looks like, he looks like Wallace Shawn. He's, a, he's like a Wallace Shawn guy. And so. Okay. <laughs> Asian people can speak and live in Germany. Well, they, yes, they can yeah. speak well, Germany, but guys. But he's not. He's just... <laughs> he's, all right? They, they, well, they didn't let them do it for long. But yeah, they, well, yeah. well, no, he's no, he's not Asian at all. But, uh, he looks it. I, well, I always thought... Whoa, whoa! Oh, that's racist. Okay, fine. But anyway. All non-Asians look alike to me. Yeah, I didn't... <laughs> Anyway, I met him. It was I was. has been saying that line for years. I love that line, it's and that's the line. first time anybody's laughed at it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, chat room. Yeah, Maybe I'll yeah. finally stop. Thanks for encouraging his behavior. I met him. He came to see a play that I was working on. It was again one of the very earliest jobs I ever had, and I was like, "Oh my god, you, you aren't you that from?" And he was, "Yeah, yeah, that's me." Like, oh. It was oh. like the first person from a movie I actually he, met in real life. By the way, if you did look, he hold up his palm and go, "Hi, Renee." Yeah, actually, yeah, I didn't even ask him to do that because even then I knew that would be totally by the way. Cool. If you if you look at the con- like the, the the making of Indiana Jones, like the official Lucasfilm. Book that you can get. Um, this guy was a cyborg in the early version. <laughs> he had a robot like, arm. He had a robot hands. arm, and he had yeah. like a, a, a radio grafted onto the side of his head that oh, nice. that apparently played music he hated. And, and he what's amazing? The station. <laughs> and what's amazing like, is they that they were really weird about him. George, like, he could shoot bullets from his finger and shit. It here's was the thing that blows my mind. George Lucas. We all know George Lu- George Lucas said. That's retarded. That's too much. <laughs> too much. Yeah. That is way over the top. Let's go on and take a step back, guys. <laughs> that was a yeah. little crazy. Lay off the coke, Stephen. But um, I'm not doing it. This this is also. I, I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the, wrong. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the structure of this movie. Um, in terms of action was also pretty radical for its time because they designed it 
very intentionally, they say it on like the very first, uh, the, one of the first things they say uh, in the story um, chat, which is this is, we're doing this off the old serials, and the old serials would be like maybe right. 10 minutes yeah. long, and then there'd be a cliffhanger, and you come back next week to see how right. your hero gets out of it and blah, blah, blah. So it's like they wanted to structure it, Lucas in particular, wanted to structure it in such a way that it's like every we could cut this up into movie serials, <laughs> wow. and there would be a cliffhanger every ten ten pages, and you know each one gets worse than the last one, which is going to be the hard part. But that's what we want to do. So it it basically um, introduced this idea of an action movie has an action beat every yeah, ten to right. twenty minutes has the set piece, yeah, which is now absolutely that's how yeah, you do it. That's required. how you do yeah. action. If you if you compare it to movies before, then you know again, uh, it's yes, this is, this movie is so much more high speed, which is why it was so groundbreaking at its at the time because you're like my God, you came out of this movie, you're like soaked in sweat, like you felt like you'd just run a marathon. <laughs> compared to movies that were you know look you know like compared to Jaws, which was the big action movie that came before that, you know like which is like guys sit on a boat for two hours and then suddenly a shark goes ah and that's that was your action scene. <laughs> I'm being handed a note from Eddie. Another, here comes another. Breaking hey, news. Breaking news. From the chat room such as it is. I, th I think Eddie's kind of sweet on you. President <laughs> Kennedy has been shot. Oh, no. Again? <laughs> oh, oh, interesting point. Yeah. Uh, you have says, to read them out loud. Oh, no, she says... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not like a Kreskin show or anything like that. <laughs> uh, she points out that Megan Fox is uh, pretty sanguine about all of her other possessions being destroyed because Indy's there now. Megan Fox meaning Karen Allen? That's yeah. what I mean, yeah. Well, okay. she's... Well, <laughs> she, but again, she didn't... She she's obviously... All... The only thing she really cared about in the first place yeah. was the medallion, though. That's why she kept it on her. Because yeah. it was the only token that she had from what, her father. What is the difference yeah, yeah. between a medal fun, and a medallion? Fun, one little fun fact that... I don't know. No, the size, I guess. Medallion so. is bigger and, and comes from God. Um, <laughs> the, one final thing is this fella here is also the bald German that he fights at the Flying Wings. Yeah, the same yeah, yeah. stuntman. Fun nice. trivia. Yep, yep, yep. So. That happens And that he also shows up in uh, Temple of Doom, and he was, yeah. he was filmed for Last Crusade, but that scene was cut out. I so. want to ask you uh, a question. Fact, I was, I just, uh, that, that happens a lot in action movies, though. I was yeah. watching the behind-the-scenes for The Expendables. Um, and Why? there was, there was yeah. a little, because it was just a fly-on-the-wall thing. It was very interesting how seriously uh, Stallone takes it. But he was, they were chatting. They, <laughs> he was surprising. chatting with some stuntman, and, and he was like, just the conversation, which he was like, I, I killed you three times <laughs> yeah, three in Namibia? Times. What's unusual? Three or four. The, the, the like, only reason I mention it is, though, is because he's credited in the credits as both characters. Oh. <laughs> so you actually see his name come up nice. twice. So, hey, she says goddamn while she's holding a thing from God. Yeah. As That's, her bar burns That makes this movie her. Legion. Yeah, Everyone yeah. run. Yeah. Plus, she's high as a kite right then, too. So, I mean, you know, she's a... She is like a dream woman. The only problem with that, with the setup of her being able to hold her liquor so well, is that she drinks a lot less later on, but seems way more affected by that alcohol. Drinks she's less, she's drinks less she's on screen. She's okay? putting on a show. She's no, no, no. A even after, because there's that. What moment. are you thinking of? Where is she drunk in the movie? Later in the tent with Belloc, maybe we'll she's, she's watch acting that like scene she's, when it comes yeah, but she's acting drunk to nah, like disarm him. Yeah. Wait, but then hey, she, it's Gimli of Gloin, everyone. <laughs> Yay! But so then she reveals her ruse, but she still seems drunk to me. Maybe I'm mm. reading it wrong. Apparently, but. for this shot, they had to like they sent out like 25 PAs to just take everyone's antennas off of their apartments, yeah. and they had to get permission. They had to like go up to everybody. Well, yeah, you can't go on yeah. someone's apartment and just no, go. But yeah. I'm just gonna take this because. Yeah. But you weren't using it. You yeah. had to knock on some some Tunisian's yeah, door see, and no, go, "Hey, if Mubarak uh, was still in power. You could do anything you want." Yeah. <laughs> I like I like how they're like, "Oh, this monkey just yeah. he, he must have come from the jungle with his little vest." <laughs> yes, he's like <laughs> he's a Turkish monkey. Fun fact: the uh, the the there's actually a voice actor. Uh, Felker, I think. Frank Welker. Welker, Welker. Frank Welker. Who is responsible for the Felker. voice of the monkey in this movie. Also, the uh, voice of Ap Apu. Apu? 
Uh, Optimus Prime. Well, that. No, no, no you're Megatron. thinking. Megatron. That's Megatron. Megatron. Right, right. Excuse me. Uh, Peter Cullen is who you're thinking yeah, of. Yeah, there's going to be. But uh, we're right. in Meltdown Comics. He's also, there's going to be an uprising. Yeah, wow. <laughs> he's also uh, the voice <laughs> of the monkey in Aladdin. He's the voice of every. <laughs> he's the voice of every animal in every movie ever made. Yeah. That's Frank Welker's job. In any case, I love voice actors. Well, now it's no. funny because uh, John Reese Davies is so British. Yeah. How okay. British is he? <laughs> he's all of it. <laughs> he's all of the British. Yeah, he's none more British. He could be none more British. Now here's the thing. But again, I- again, it's like they they they've just had this big action scene, so they've bought themselves five minutes yeah, five that minutes you're going to pay attention. While this they is talk. the uh, this is the only platform I'm going to have to express this, but it's literally oh dear, it's truly bugged me since my childhood. Uh-oh. Now, Salah says they call him Balosh. Right? Which makes me think, oh, he read the name and didn't know how to pronounce it. So he says Belosh, which would mean the name would be spelled B-E-L-L-O-C-H. No. They call him Belosh. No. But it's not. It's spelled B-E-L-L-O-Q. Yeah, they... So how the fuck did he get that wrong? <laughs> hey, hey. They call him Belosh. The people in, the, in Egypt can't pronounce his name. He doesn't but know how what do the guy's f- real name is. But they <laughs> added complexity to Belloc. <laughs> yeah. They didn't yeah, make not, it easier. Didn't have K. It, it's not. It's not like well, it, 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 it was the thirtieth like, oh, okay, You could, you could right, pronounce right, the name. We Belloc. were in a recession or a depression. Uh, or if it was spelled B E L L O C H, you could look at that and go, "Oh, I think his name is Belloc or Belosh. I don't know. But Bello Q. They weren't reading it. He didn't read it. The people he got the wow. I'm, I'm, from I want someone it. to be fired. <laughs> I hope somebody lost their job over that one. Yeah, yeah I'm really actually kind of with Teague on this one. If somebody said to me, Belosh, I would not immediately like go, oh, you must mean this yeah, other guy. Mean I was like, I don't, that's, that's kind of weird. So we're all agreed that it's a weird moment in the movie. For yeah. whatever reason. No, I, I love it. Actually, it's my favorite moment in the movie. Anyway, it, all but right. it, is a great, it is a great way to hang a lantern on the fact of like, this is an incredible coincidence <laughs> right. that's, you know, the villain from the first 10 minutes is now yeah. going to be the villain for the rest of the movie. They call like, him Beloche. No, they don't. No, yeah, no, they that's don't. not what they call him. It's that one French guy that I know yeah. on the other side of the world. We have an opinion from the chat room uh, such Uh-oh. that uh, the reason Temple of Doom doesn't work as well as this. And oh, my God. The, the monkey, hiling the monkey. monkey hiling. Oh, I need, to, I need to bring up something. And it even goes you like, yeah, you finish. You finish. And then I'll that's no, go ahead. I'll, I'll bring it up later. It's actually it's not related to the well, scenes. Well, what I wanted to bring up was um, there's this fan film called Raiders of the Lost. Stark, the adaptation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to talk about Chris that at some Strombolis. point. Chris Strompolis. Chris Strompolis, who was a kid. He started when he was like 12 years old and he saw this. And he took six years to make it um, uh, until he was like 18. Every summer. He and his, he and his buddies made a practically shot-for-shot remake of this movie in like their parents' basement and, and their backyards and stuff like that. Including lighting a bar on it's fire. It's amazing. They lit their basement on fire. <laughs> yeah. They went and they, they dragged him behind a truck and they, they, they did, did the, the whole rock. thing. The only thing they didn't do was they didn't do the flying wing. Yeah. Because they had no yeah. way to do that. But, but, um, but oh, what bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's actually amazing and it's even, it's even more amazing because as he, um, I, I saw it with, he, he gave like a Q&A afterwards. At Fanzilicon, he, right? At Fanzilicon, yeah. yeah. And I as, was there. That's as where we he, all met. Yeah, <gasps> I'm fanning myself, internet viewers. Wow. I, met, I met you guys later. Like wow. anyway, um, <laughs> first he <laughs> he pointed out he was and and as we were talking about actually with VHS and stuff, he's like yeah. VHS didn't exist. We had to go to the theater yeah. and memorize the movie, <laughs> yeah. so that we could recreate. They didn't it, have a shot. tape of the movie yeah. to, to work from, and they did. It's yeah. amazing. But the reason it came up just then was I I remember watching it and I was like, oh, this is fun and it's kind of cool and blah blah blah, and then. They get to that scene, and it's he's got he it's his you know it's his friends and they're like eleven year olds you know with <laughs> yeah. with like beards glued on and stuff like that <laughs> and they couldn't get a monkey so they got one of their like puppies 
yeah. and laid it on the guy's shoulder. <laughs> and he, he hiles, and they, they put fishing lines, so the puppy goes, poof. <laughs> yeah. and, when I, and that was the moment where I was like, oh, this is the best thing this ever. Is genius. <laughs> this is awesome. It's, a, it's an amazing thing. You, you, Indy walks out of one scene, he's 11, he walks in the next one, he's 15. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. You know, it's we saw it at Fanzillicon, which was the first, and as far as I know, only fan film convention in yeah. 2004, maybe? Three, right. I think. Yeah, three in Worcester, Massachusetts. And the, uh, I guess it was one of the very first times, if not the first time, he had ever shown anybody that on Moss. Like he's, yeah. all right, we're gonna watch my movie, and please don't make fun of me. And we put, and <laughs> every one of the fuck, it was like it was like this many people in this little t- theater in the middle of nowhere, Massachusetts, and everyone is losing their oh my minds. God. Yeah, it was amazing. When the bar thing happens and she's on fire and everything's going on and everything, and Tote gets his hand burned, people like he was. You could see him like kind of like his his. Hand was on his eyebrows. He was just like, oh, fucking, oh, fucking. And everyone in the ch- theater is just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Yeah. I, I've actually. He lit up. It was adorable. I've actually yeah. had the good fortune of seeing it twice because when uh, Crystal Skull was coming out, they Dude, don't, showed don't, it at, don't uh, at the, the Chinese theater. They, they had a screening of that. Really? Not, not, not the big, not like the, the, the oh, side theater. Can we put the topic on pause for a second? Because yes. here, of course, is probably the most famous moment. Oh, yes. Ah, yes. Harrison Ford had poopy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A completely Which, improvised moment that's Spielberg, you know. Not, Someone explain the story for those that don't know it. But it's yeah. the, every, they were, and it's, this entire action scene actually strikes me as a little shoddy. It's kind of interesting. It's compared to other action. Like the flying wing is an amazing action scene. The truck chase is amazing. This whole Cairo chase sequence it's, is a little wacky. And, I, there, and this scene with the, with the basket is like, I, to this day, I'm yeah, not I don't know how this is supposed to work. How yeah, this works. I don't understand how that yeah. happened. On Wikipedia, they even say that the Nazis faked Marion's death. Mm. Now, yeah, that is Wikipedia. But yeah, I still I still have no idea. And I've. Anyway, the, the story is. Although that, I guess that doesn't oh, yeah, make sense. Oh, yeah, The story just. just Why is anyone in the room that doesn't know the story? Because if you don't, then, you know. He shoots the guy with the sword. By the way, I'm sorry. Quick interjection. That shot. That is the most amazing rack focus shot I've ever seen. Oh, right up to, never yeah, notice. True, right up to his right nose right up, is yeah. amazing. Anyway, the story is there was going to be a whole fight between him and the whip and the scimitar, and he said, well, I have a gun. Why, Marion's in trouble, and I have a gun. Why don't I just shoot the guy? And they're like, oh, I guess you probably would. Then let's do that. Yes, so awesome. That's, that's how that scene came and, about. And, and the understanding is that because Harrison Ford had dysentery yeah, that week, sick, the whole he career. was like, I don't want to do an action scene. Why don't I? Well, can he's I Harrison Ford. Can I just shoot the guy? He's Harrison Ford. He was like, I don't want to do an action scene. Yeah. Uh, why don't I just shoot the guy? But but, but which of course you know uh, it wasn't planned or anything. Up you know it wasn't improvised while they were running the cameras. But yeah, it wasn't but initially it was planned. Worked, it was worked out. Right. They, they had yeah. choreography and it all was that workshopped. Stuff. But yeah. but ultimately that's like like you say it's like yeah. the another, iconic moment and that's when you're like that's yeah. who Indiana Jones. Is. Another thing if you need another, to explain yeah. who Indiana Jones. Another is, thing for people like this if you can see the telephone pole that fires out of the bottom of the truck. Yeah. Over, there I didn't know this, but apparently it was supposed to flip the truck. Yeah. Like over. And like, then it just yeah. kind of went. Eh. <laughs> Nothing went right. The whole the whole. It shit. was like watching R two fall over after getting hit by an ion cannon yeah. by a Jawa. It's just Eee-thud. the lamest thud. God, I was uh, I was about to say I'm a nerd, but everyone laughed. That's the best. Yeah, that's right. I love yeah. this audience. You've come, it's amazing. You've, you're home. You've come home. Yeah. Anyway, I love how the the monkey is kind of like I know, man. Yeah, I know it's tough, man. <laughs> it's, just, it's been it's rough. I loved her too, man. <laughs> I had my hand in her mouth. Did you see it? It was awesome. No, the monkey's like the monkey. The monkey's like she talked in her sleep. Yes, <laughs> I was the next monkey. So. Little animals are so like that, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> when we when we first got our cat, like he was really tiny, and I was like, I you know, I was nose to nose, and he was like, "What's in there?" And he shoved his head in my mouth. He <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> was like, yeah. "What?" It's so cute the way they do that. We have a, another one, and this is the one I was going to bring up earlier. Uh, someone opines, and I, I I preface: I actually enjoy the Temple of Doom movie 
a lot. I don't like it as much as the other two of the three. But this is this is <laughs> yeah. this is the scene to watch for like blocking and and how to manage the line of action and stuff. There's by some the way, really cool continue, stuff going continue. on here. But uh, from the from the chat room, someone says Temple of Doom has fewer rest scenes, which is why Raiders works better as in terms of pacing. Uh, this movie, rest, this, rest movie this movie, this movie takes a. I, well, you know, I don't know the context, but I'm assuming you mean moments. this is a this is a movie that has a it takes a breath every now and yeah. then. That Temple of Doom kind of doesn't. That now, is, if I recall correctly, Temple of Doom is like 45 minutes long. Yeah, it's a short mm-hmm. movie. After after they get done eating monkey brains and stuff yeah. and finally get into the Chilled temple, it's monkey short. brains. Yes. But it, it also – There's a lot I, of I would, anger in that movie. I would, <laughs> I would agree with that, but I don't, I don't think Temple of Doom is a terrible movie by any stretch of the imagination. I think it suffers from – I heard you say that on the internet once. Yeah. yeah. No. I think it suffers from what I call Temple of Doom syndrome, which is, is a very <laughs> – <laughs> How That's convenient! So weird. It's like what are the odds, you guys? It's like how calculating of Temple of Doom yeah. to suffer right. from. It's like what, what are the odds? odds? It's, 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 it's like Lou Gehrig died of Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> I know. How unlucky right. was he? That's Hold terrible. on, we have to update the glossary. What is Temple of Doom syndrome? Yeah. It's when you have Please. a very solid movie in a franchise that just has the unfortunate uh, luck uh, to it's bookended by amazing movies. To be movies. bookended by yeah. two really classic movies. Like okay. I think Star Trek Three is a perfectly decent whoa, movie. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah. But it's sandwiched by two of no, the best. So that would be called the Wrath of Khan syndrome. But then that's the good one. So. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll be the third one. Yeah, Voyage Home. Listen, you Wait, can call so it Spock. Yes. Yeah, so Which one has the whale? Voyage Home. Which Voyage is the one after? Four. Which is uh, another bookending one. What happened yeah. in the third movie? They searched for Spock. Yeah. <laughs> and they found and him. They found hey, spoilers. And, and the mistake is they found him. That yeah. was the bad part. That's the yeah. That's the problem with any movie that starts with search is if you find him, you can't do a sequel. Yeah. This, this and one. he was in the last place I looked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's, there's one of the, uh, I think it was on IMDb. I looked at this. This, this little speech here about uh, this, this, this. It's worthless. $10 from a vendor in the street and some douchebag on IMDb said, $10 and adjusted 1937 dollars would be the equivalent of 100 So that's hardly worthless. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Internet. What's funny, for the, I, you guys, I've, I've done 100 episodes of the show with Trey, and I still no, can't ever get over his... Loathing for the internet. I <laughs> fucking hate the I internet. I hate those people. I hate those people with a passion because they didn't used to be there. It used to just meet me, me and three other people on CompuServe. I don't know where the rest of them came from. <laughs> those were the days. We could play Island of Kesma. I was, I was on the internet before anybody was. That's right. <laughs> this is. Uh, I like said the, the first it's, spam. It's like that. Uh, that Douglas Adams saying is like anything that happens before you're born is just part of how the world works. Yeah. Anything that happens from about 18 to 35 is new and magical and amazing. Yeah. And anything, anything that happens after, that after 35 is ruining everything. Anything that happens after 35 is against nature. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's the it's uh, John D. McDonald called it like everyone the Florida syndrome type the syndrome. I don't know if it's a syndrome, but Florida. It's like Florida's a shithole, but everyone thinks that you know it's great until all those other people showed up. But it's been that way for two hundred years. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, no, it was that's great true. I, li- I lived came. in Florida for six years. I always thought it was a shithole. Well, I lived in Florida for a year, but I knew from the second I looked at a map that it's clearly a penis. In any case, this anyway, mo- the uh, we just passed passed one of my favorite lines, which is that. Um, uh, Belloc says, "It's a radio for speaking to God." To God. Yeah. And that's one of my very favorite things to reference, and no one ever gets it. That's weird. And there's just a bunch of, you know, I don't know. Could it's just funny. Put, could he have put more acting spin on that line? Yeah. He really he, couldn't he have. Could he put a lot have. of English on that line. And, and you I, know, uh, when you think about with the with the Ark of the Covenant and stuff, I mean, we, we'll we'll get to it when they get to the Well of Souls and uh, stuff. But 
you know, they they sort of hang a lantern on it later, but it's like so so Hitler's plan <laughs> is is to get the box It'll that make his symbolizes army that symbolizes the deal God made with the, the Jews, Jews. <laughs> to kill the Jews with. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's not to kill the How Jews. How exactly with. did he think that was going to work It's to kill out? everyone else with, but it's like, yeah, but well, but the, still, the, I agree with you because it's like God would be like, wow, you, you're actually murdering my chosen people, yeah. but you got the box, the deal's yeah. a deal. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're, you're murdering my chosen people with the ancient file yeah. cabinet. That's basically what it is. Hey, it's, 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 rules are rules. I know better than anybody. The arc so. That's true. That's fair enough. It's literally the Ark of the Covenant. It is literally the box of the deal I made yeah. with the Jews. With the Jews that you are slaughtering. Speak, but it, you've got it but now. you've got so it now. So. Finders keep. Point to you, Herr Hitler. Brian has this thing. My hands are tied. Brian has this thing he likes to say that I completely stole from him. But describing basically how you would articulate your plan to someone else, if you're a Nazi in Raiders of the Lost Ark, you go, all right, fucking wait. (laughs) No, 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 no. This is. Take it away. Do it. It, Brian does it better. So in Crystal Skull, the whole beginning of the movie is, you know, he's being questioned by the government agents and, you know, and Neil Flynn, the guy from Scrubs. And they're like, what would be this? And they established there in the backstory that during World War II, Indiana Jones was a government agent for the precursor to the CIA, which is a really cool part of his backstory. But it kind of begs the question of like, imagine the meeting where the government agents first came to him at the start of World War II, and they're like, okay, so we know you're a badass, we know you have experience killing Nazis, come help us out. Why wouldn't Indiana Jones at that point go, okay, listen? Long story short. Long story short, I know you guys have a box that melts Nazis. (laughs) Just get that out of storage. (laughs) We'll end this real fast. Tell tell them there's ice cream in it. They already want it. I went through this whole thing where they tried to get it, and they did. That's still my favorite thing. I just love that. Look, long story short, Hmm. we got a box that melts Nazis. Now this thing, and now, I, I've talked to. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. Ju- I just wanted to talk about because we've done we've done the info dump scenes and stuff like that, and I f- it feels like it feels like they got a good sense of there was a bit much of that, and this also almost feels like it's it's an action beat because this scene becomes much more interesting by the fact that any second now someone is going to eat a eat date a, and eat a poison die. date. Yeah. yeah. So so that's that's a great way to you know they they talk about and this is a great example a great way to keep your audience interested while you're dumping exposition on them is to give your characters what's called a bit of business and if it can be something you know if there's or like uh, the beginning of Touch of Evil you yeah. know nothing's happening the- but there's a bomb in that car <laughs> that's passing every yeah. character and it's like that's going to explode and, and kill everyone at any yeah. second well, and it a- makes everything so much more interesting. That's the famous Hitchcock quote is put the bomb under the table and right. that's that's the definition of suspense and right. so right. in this case the bomb under the table is the, the audience knows and the characters don't this movie yeah. actually gets away with killing a cute little animal and you kind of go well i guess he was a nazi that <laughs> monkey was a that monkey was a fucking asshole the um <laughs> right. the one of the things that's interesting is the novelization of raiders of the lost ark expressly says uh when they when they translate the headpiece of the staff of raw don't look in the ark it will melt your face. <laughs> now, it's something that I grew up thinking was that Indy just knows that shit because he knew what Tannis was, and I don't, so he wins. Like, Indy just knows. If you look in the arc, it's going to melt your face. And apparently, the novelization went out of its way to say, Indy can, you know, he can read Aramaic or whatever language that is, and goes, it says right here, six feet tall, and the box melts face. Whoa, wait. Excuse me, six kadams. <laughs> Wait, so what he was knows. that middle bit? What was that part? There's a, something about, uh, something about face. face melting? That is clearly the word for face, and that is <laughs> yeah. that is devastate or melt, depending <laughs> on the context. 
Also, also, something about faces and box. Yeah. Close your eyes, Mary, and don't look. Like yeah, that's, that's later just, translations translated to rock your face. Off. <laughs> yeah, rock your face <laughs> off. Right. But <laughs> later in the eighties, it would say rock you yeah. like hurricane. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but the, I, I always, I actually, pref- I'm going to ignore that that's true because yeah. I actually prefer the idea. He just the, knows. He's the original, that guy. The, yeah, yeah it, one of the original things they talk about is, um, I, I, I got so much mileage out of the first 20 pages of like this 200 page <laughs> yeah. document. But um, they're, they're talking about, you know, the thing, of, the thing about Indy is he walks into a cave and he'll look at like some scribblings on the wall and they'll be like, mm, Ark of the Covenant, like, you sure? Pretty sure. That's Indy. Yeah, he'll just, he'll kind of shake his head and like he'll add a stroke to it or something. You know, it's like, no. <laughs> No, no, that's not right. They'll that's how it. It, it's like this. Yeah. And, uh, the ancient like, Mayans have a typo. You just, I got this. You, yeah. you see him do – but the whole idea was they were looking for ways to establish his character without, without doing a lot of exposition in that sense. So it's like you see him walk in somewhere. He puts some markings on the wall or something, and you're like, okay, he knows this shit. I'm just going – anything he does, I'm just going to accept that he knows it from somewhere. Which is the only reason this ending works. Yeah, yeah. you don't have to explain where he got that shit from. Well, or, except that he – so he knows he knows that you're not supposed to look at the ark, but clearly there's uh, it's it's uh, open season on destroying the box, the stone temple that it's in, and just you know, laying right. waste to that and removing it and taking it anywhere you want. But just don't open it. That's that's, right. that's the one thing God is not going to have. Is that the idea? <laughs> yeah. just, oh, sure, you can take it from where yeah. I've hidden it. You for can you can years. shoot it with a bazooka. Yeah, that's that whole fine. thing about the whole thing about how I buried it in a sandstorm that lasted a year. I was just fooling with that. That wasn't mm-hmm. you, know, you, can, you can take it. No, take it. Just don't open it. That's that's the rule. Yeah. There's actually there's a really this whole section here. I'm really impressed by uh, Spielberg, and I wonder whatever happened to that guy, is uh, <laughs> yeah, there's some one just visual storytelling. I mean, there's virtually no dialogue. After all the talk talk that we you know, had that was nicely efficiently handled, this whole section, there's almost no talking, and it's all visual storytelling. And you um, totally understand what's going yeah, on. It's, yeah. it's, it's you know. like there's, like, you know, and, and it's very subtle. You don't, you don't necessarily have to get it all, but like there's four yeah. days ago, the Nazis put their pole in that hole there. I they, just think it's a shame that people don't like Spielberg. Yeah, it's a shame. It's, it's, he's really not really beloved or anything anymore. It's, nah. it's too bad because he was good in his early days. But, but there's this whole thing, and then they've got the, the Nazis also very evilly like, like spray painted on, this is where we're going to dig. <laughs> well, yeah, there was a, the, uh, the Which translation of the graffiti on the you know ancient artifact is "Do not disturb" in, in German, which is you know ironic. Do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, go right there. Uh, we have a second here, and by the way, I want to point this out because we can't hear it here. We have the audio turned off, but uh, John Williams for the win and round of yeah. applause. Yeah, yeah, John Williams. Yeah. Round of applause. Because he listens to the show. The so uh, the Ark that. of the Covenant theme is is one of those things, and uh, you know the whole the whole well, and the indie theme, the whole course, movie, yeah. But, but you know the whole ah, uh, uh, it's just yeah. a, it's amazing. And he did the exact same thing backwards and called it the, the Emperor's theme for Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's the fucking thing. Anyway. He's a genius. I want to talk about the uh, the power of the hat, Brian Finnifter. Okay. In this movie, <laughs> Indiana Jones never loses his hat, but. For the rest of the, uh, for the next well, two does, movies though. in the series, he does though, and that's that's kind of this is the thing where define power of the hat. So it's kind of, if you if you actually watch these movies, at least the first three, it's <laughs> and going back to what we were talking about, how India was kind of designed as a as a superhero, and the the fedora and the leather jacket and the whip are supposed to be his costume. The hat is very much obviously an iconic part of it, and the whole point, if if you actually watch these movies. The hat is kind of intrinsically connected to his power, and every time he loses the hat, he becomes a completely powerless character. 
And uh, it's his mojo, Austin Powers. It, it is kind of his mojo. It's it's most clear, and I think it's most intentional in Last Crusade. But there are definitely moments here as well. Um, he gets punched in the face, the hat comes off, and then he gets his ass kicked. And then at the very end, they kind of give you a fake out where you see the hat roll away, and you're like, oh man, he's really dead because he lost his hat, obviously, and he fell off the cliff. And if he fell off the cliff without his hat, he's fucked. If he had the hat, he would have been fine. But uh, um, <laughs> clearly, yeah, clearly, 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 you know a lot about headwear. Yes, clearly. Now, the place that I just want to say the place that the Ark was in, it's like the center of the model. I'm like, I would have just guessed. Yeah, that's, that's right, where yeah. it was. Even that's if I didn't I have the stick do, or anything, I would have gone right in the in big there. chamber right in the center <laughs> yeah. of the city. Yeah, that sounds right to me. It, it oh. makes sense. But uh, so it, it's most clear and most intentional if you if you watch the Last Crusade, but it, it kind of exists here and. When I first was like kind of realizing this when I was in college or whatever it was, I was like this this is awesome. I'm a, I'm a genius. I'm brilliant for noticing this subtle detail. And then I real I thought started thinking about how it worked for Raiders of the Lost Ark. I was like, oh well, he once he changes into the Nazi outfit for the third act, he never gets his hat off. But then he he wins at the end of the movie. So that, I, guess, I guess that theory doesn't work. <gasps> oh my God, he doesn't win at the end of the movie. <laughs> wow. And that just blew my mind. <laughs> I blew my own mind. I you blew guys. my own mind. You blew your own mind with your insights. <laughs> From the chat room, Malide points out, uh, and this is the—I'll I'll explain this because I had to clarify it. Sorry, yeah, we- I, I'm a little put off with the pacing. They get the ceremony thing done halfway through. Does the MacGuffin just transfer? And the point being, in the beginning of the movie, they're Staff of Ross, Staff of Ross, Staff of Ross, found it, uh, Ark of the Covenant, Ark of the Covenant, and it goes on from there. Do you just do you just change what the character's after, or...? No, because the, it's, the Ark of the Covenant is established as the true MacGuffin way back in the Porkins scene. Porkins. Wow. The man has feelings. Yeah. Guys, the man has a name. It's yeah. Hootkins. Hootkins, not Porkins. Uh, because in, in that scene, they're saying we need the Staff of Ra to get Hitler is looking for the Ark of the Covenant. In order to find that, we need to first find the Staff of Ra. So I, it's, it's how many times it's do you get away with that? Yeah. And to find the Staff of Ra, we need to find Abner Ravenwood, and he's right. dead, so we have to find his daughter. And so yeah. that's, that's right. how this, what are they looking the for in Temple of Doom? The stones, the stones, and they find. Okay, so it's one in Temple of Doom. The stones and, of and, and in and Last Crusade, it's. He's, it's just the grail. It's, it's well, the grail. he's at, more than anything. Um, the, the to get the grail before the he's looking master. for his dad. Yeah. more than anything. That's what it comes down to. Illumination. He's actually, he's actually got. Self. He's at, well. He's actually got more motivation in that movie than yeah. he does in this one. Yeah. He's got more personal stake in what's going on than he does in this. Holy shit! At, at a certain p- point, he's just like, I want the Ark because fucking Nazis. I want it. You know, yeah. <laughs> Stru- but, structurally, Last Crusade is a much better film, and it. Yeah. Structurally, there are flaws to Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah. not not the least such of which, as not the least of which <laughs> is the fact that he loses at the end of the movie. I don't uh, think that's a flaw. I think I, I think that I, works be, okay. Uh, be well, honest. like the point is the point is at the end of the movie you have to either decidedly, and the word decidedly is important, decidedly win or decidedly lose. And this movie, he decidedly loses. He walks out of the place and he like adjusts his hat several times and he looks chagrined and he goes. God damn! They fucking they fools. don't know what they have in there. Bureaucratic fools. Well, the, but the I, thing but is, now be honest. If we if this movie were to come out this summer and we all went to see it at our respective ages as fully fledged adults, now yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah. And it's huge this do sex machina at the end where it's like he loses, but then it's okay anyway, just because randomly it is. He's fucking I, Karen Allen. <laughs> That's a I, win. I, That's it, a win. Is, it is literally a deus. It literally is a deus ex machina. The most literal as deus ex machina. As a six-year-old, I didn't care, but I. Yeah. If, I, if, no, I'm, if I'm being completely honest with myself, if I were to watch this movie for the first time now, I'd be like, that ending, that yeah. movie was awesome till the <laughs> Real end. Real quick, <laughs> yeah. is that supposed to be a brontosaurus spine fossil? No, it's a hill. 
Okay, but it's got, all, it's got a very specific vertebrae-looking rock first formation. First of all, that would be Stegosaurus. No, it does. I think. No, no, I just mean vertebrae. Actually, first of all, it would be Brachiosaur or Apatosaur, because Brontosaurus isn't a real dinosaur. Thank you very much. Well, I thought you meant the things down in the area which were like... No, just like right here, it's very... A bunch of repeating rocks. It's like there were these yeah. big plates sticking up. I'm like, first of all, that that's a stegosaurus. stegosaurus. Would be the Second of all, that's What's huge. The answer, the answer to all of your questions is no. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Secondly, so. uh, Deus Ex Machina means uh, by 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 the God way, from the machine. God, God from, from the, the machine. machine. God the machine. Oh wow! Holy shit! I just got a card for the benefit of the dummies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice, very nice. Yeah. Define Deus Ex Machina. Deus Ex Machina is, is, is means God comes from the machine, and it's from the Greek plays where oh my gosh, what uh, what's Hamlet gonna you know not Hamlet, but uh, you know this, the, what's the Skylar's gonna do? Oh no, it's oh, and then God literally a guy playing Zeus would come out of the ceiling of the in, in a machine with like lightning bolts falling off of it and stuff, and it was literally God yeah. comes down in a machine. They would they would get to they the the hero would get to video. a point where there was nothing he could do, he had lost, and Zeus would come down and go, no no, I got. This. It's all cool. Yeah. And now you're, fix now it you're for him. Zeus so, played by Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so that's um <laughs> that's that's uh, Deus Ex Deus Machina Ex is is a it doesn't have to be a god although obviously in this movie it actually it literally is, is a god but in the machine. it's it's anything that suddenly come, you know a Deus Ex Machina can be as as simple as you know oh no we're we're stuck in the corner and and the murderers after us oh wait oh, there's a door in the corner yeah, good yeah. thing I have the key that I didn't mention before yeah. and I can get us out of here that's a it deflates tension and gets yeah. you out of a thing oh. it, and usually it sucks it's oh, an it, ending that is not set up in any way that yeah. swoops in at the very last minute yeah. of your story and saves your characters that otherwise oh, would not be saved. Did, but, you, but did you actually want to go home? You just click your heels together. Did yeah. I not mention that? <laughs> any, oh, I'm sorry. I, I know you pretty much, done it It's about populism, okay? Yeah. yeah. Pretty much any ending is technically a deus ex machina, yeah. but because you're the god who's, if you're the writer who's, uh, you know, designing it, it's just if you set it up earlier, then it feels like it, which it is, fell into place. Which is actually a, uh, a Stephen King quote. Every ending is a deus ex machina ending it's just the good writers go back after their first draft and set it up, and set it up at the beginning create the magic to, to make it possible yeah. so what are we going to talk about with the well of souls i don't know snakes a lot of snakes a lot of fake snakes some of them are just legless lizards by the way <laughs> legless lizards are a thing <laughs> yeah what yeah, that's right and somehow they're not snakes <laughs> no they snakes have ear they have lizards. ears yeah which a bullshit and <laughs> <Yeah>. b <laughs> fuck you nature i think yeah. that <laughs> nature i believe wrong. that a snake makes yeah, uh, it, some some of these snakes, quote unquote, are just bits of cut up garden hose. Yeah, they're hose. Yeah, a hose. Now this, I, I have some friends like that. I don't know if this version is. <laughs> I don't know if we can tell with this uh, screen here, but uh, I don't think this. Even though this is, comes in a DVD, the one with the with the comes in a, comes in a DVD box yeah. that says Indiana Jones and the and the Raiders uh, of the Lost Ark, Lost Ark, which is you know. I yeah. think it is the restored one. It might. Yeah. Might so be so in the restored one, I think they did finally clean up yeah. the reflection of the snake in the glass that's actually separate. Harrison Ford just can't get over those reflections. Yeah. It happened in Return of the Jedi too, when he was running away from the place. To to explain the the famous moment where he lands on the floor and he's like and the cobra in, comes inches away yeah. from the cobra. By the way. Uh, John wow. Rice John Rice Davies says, you know, apps very dangerous, yeah. and then there's very it's clearly a very a cobra, clearly a cobra. <laughs> but whatever. Yeah. Uh, and he lands inches away from a cobra. That's a real. But we cobra. know that yeah. Sala clearly knows fucking nothing. Yeah, right. He doesn't know Belloc, and he doesn't know what a snake is. When, it, when he it, lands inches away from the cobra, and that's actually happening in real life on set on the day, there's, there's a, a piece of glass, glass in front of him. When and apparently, on an unused take, the cobra spat, and it just drained down the side, like yeah. you're washing your car, just like, oh my yeah, god, that would have been bad. Actually, you, and if you look at it, uh, when Karen Allen goes down in the Well of Souls, and, and the yeah, she cobra does. Rears same up, thing, yeah, yeah, it, it, <laughs> you can actually see it strike, and it, it bounces off the glass. I mean, it looks like it's just sort of pulling back and strike, but it's actually trying to get her and, and just banging its head on the cobra's like. 
cut out. Yeah, Fuck! What the hell? With your demon magic, yeah. you human. But what you was used that? To, you used to be able to see faintly the cobra's reflection and then like a light glass kind of blew the gag. Back in the day when we couldn't digitally fix everything. Yeah. Now, now they say that you know the desert is three. But weeks. But that was part of its charm. The I desert think. is three weeks in every direction. But uh, they've How? got they've got some kind of an awesome dress store nearby. Yeah. <laughs> no, Belloc just keeps that in his asshole for such an occasion. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's I, very hard to get across customs. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe he just always has it with him because you know it's, when you're in the desert. No, that's Belloc. That's who he is, yeah, buddy. When you're in the desert long enough, someone will wear it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you'll be fine. <laughs> hey, Genji, come here. Yes. Yeah, hey, Bill, are you in like a size three? <laughs> Come in my tent for a sec. I'll give you something. So. Look, it's going to be a couple long weeks. That's <laughs> yes, just... so we're going to be here for a while. We'll take this turns. is long before the advent of the flashlight. So, yeah. so Karen oh. Ellen spends this movie in, in progressively less usable outfits for what she's doing. I mean, she's wearing a perfectly serviceable you know, khaki outfit in the beginning, and she's just drinking. And then she's wearing like at least a pants ensemble. She's going to wear this now to like fight snakes in the well of souls, and then she's going to be in lingerie for the rest of the movie after that. I want to ask a question uh, that I don't think any of us have ever thought about. Not that that's how bad. Do, how does God, bad. such as he is in the film, feel about this? Well, because he, he's doing the lightning thing. Yeah, you like, see the storm, he's like, hey, hey! Yeah. You Stop there. Hey, 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 hey. It's the same sort of like look gut up, reaction. When they were talking about making Back to the Future 4, Michael J. Fox got Parkinson's. It's God just going, Stop! <laughs> okay. Wow. But he does that same thing with the lightning. And then oh. later, he kills everybody. I don't, think, I don't think God hates the Jews. What? He what? hates everybody? What no. That, he's, what he's, is happening? So he's, here's the shot where there's yeah, actually a piece of glass. Actually, yeah. Yeah. And he pre- I don't these, think it's here. Yeah. I think yeah. they've cleaned that one thing up. No, yeah, yeah it's gone, but, yeah. but you used to be able to see it. If you can get those VHS tapes we were yeah, talking I mean, about, you, you just have to totally see yeah. it. Yeah, well, I don't think they still have the McDonald's. The, the other problem with this, with this Deuce Ex Machina <laughs> ending is the fact that, okay, so God just kills everybody at the end to keep Hitler and the Nazis from getting the box. Why doesn't he do that now? Yeah, you know? why didn't he just... Uh, but why, it, why not just stop him? Why does it got to be the box? Well, the th- part of the thing is that, that um, especially uh, Old Testament stuff, it, it's very... Uh-oh. It's very ritualistic and yeah. very almost magic based. It's like it, it, we were joking around, but it is almost the thing where it's like yeah. God. It, it's enchanted. Like God makes this box, and it's like that's what it does. Like I'm. It's it's not actually God in the box. It's like this box has this power, and if you get it and say the magic words, right. then it will do its thing. You know, and it's like and now I'm just so, and so now, now he's gonna... like no, stop, don't do that. But he doesn't. He he doesn't. He can't interfere. He doesn't he actually have the only power. Give you, yeah. yeah, he gives you suggestions, but yeah, I mean that's that's the that's the theory. That's one theory about it is that God is sort of like you know we're like a big terrarium, and it's just like okay, I told I told look at him, look at him, I told him not to, and yeah. look look at him, look what they're well, doing. Because it, our, do our concept get out. has anyone ever d- like categorized God as just being bored? Douglas Adams probably yeah. <laughs> exactly because uh, our concept of God now these days is as a omnipresent involved. omni yeah. um, omni powerful entity. But if you go back to like the ancient Greek religions and if you go back to the origins of Judaism, their gods are not all powerful. Oh no, you know, Zeus is not are, all powerful. Especially Ares the not. polytheistic ones, yeah. which is uh, yeah. early Judaism. They had was different things. Like, oh, yeah. oh, you want me to do? I can't do the sun. That's Apollo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't tell you you have a problem with the sun. That's an Apollo thing. You should go I'm, talk to him. I'm the ocean. I just do the ocean. Yeah. That's yeah. all I do. Um, so. Oh, yeah, oh you, gotta, need, you need a miracle on Tuesday. That's yeah, that's, that's the other guy. Yeah, I got a I got a note from the chat room and it said yeah. as discussed in legion the old testament god is a schizophrenic bastard and that's <laughs> that's very but it's it's because of what we're talking about the old testament god is now a 
a monotheistic god, but he but it's been he was that way. collected from a bunch of yeah. other gods who couldn't do this and couldn't do that. I mean, there's a section in in uh, you know in the Old Testament. I can't remember off the top of my head exactly. Where Michael, it is, would you like some wine? He uh, yeah. he you know he you he's no fighting a, before me. he's fighting a bunch of armies, but he can't defeat one army because their chariots are made of iron. Yeah, that's it's the rules. Cool. It's he like Cartosis for God. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. That's just it's well, there. They, you know, it's, it's, God just sees iron and goes, "Fuck!" Those are just. It. Those are just. I hate rules. iron. Why did I make that? My <laughs> only weakness. Yeah. That, that, why did I do this? It's that it's, thing I made. It's, my weakness. Yeah, it's, it's, it's well, it's the fault. It's, it's the fault of the Jews. Oddly enough, it's like the uh, you know the Jews whoa, say. Whoa, 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 whoa. Oh, so that's what this is. Yeah, yeah. I'm going there. I'm totally going there. The half of my hat man on the left corner. Yeah, that's half of me is very offended right now. Oh, okay, fine. That's great. But the, the I'm assuming the Jewish half, not the atheist half. Yeah. Oh, can I finish? Can I, <laughs> can I finish? I haven't even begun to insult the Jews. Can, can, I, can just, I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? The um, you know the, the Jews and you know, the, the reason that God is the chosen one, this God is the chosen one of the, is by the Jews, Jews are the chosen one of this God is because they invented him before 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 the Jews. The Jews invented monotheism. That was the first monotheistic really religion. If you, you were walking down the street, uh, you, no, no, uh, Zoroastrianism was the first. Yeah, but monotheistic. The Judaism caught on. No one says Zoroastrian any, anymore. But uh, <laughs> Judaism, right. but Judaism, boy, all right, that it's the first really one that's still on. around. That's that. that became Christianity and begat you know, well, all the others. Because they were like, oh yeah, well ours, you've got 20 gods. Ours is as powerful as yeah. 30. Because mm-hmm. if you're walking down the street in Rome and you go, hey, so who do you worship? Oh, I've always been a Zeus man. Really? Yeah, Zeus is good. It's like you're talking about the Dodgers and the Packers. Uh-huh. You're like, yeah, Zeus is cool. I like this this Egyptian guy, Anubis, though. He's kind of awesome. You looked into that one. Oh, he's good, too. I, I mean, I keep meaning to go to one of those. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the idea that there's one, that there's only one, allows you to go, well, everyone else is wrong because there's only one. So if you don't worship that one, then you're screwed. So unfortunately, that's that's what caught on. If we, yeah. so, so yeah. So the idea of the you know the God, it's like you must do things a certain way, you know, regardless of how crazy that sounds. It's like, well, there's only one God, and that's how He wants it. So back off. Yeah. I mean, the whole argument becomes. What that. are we gonna do? Yeah. The. Yeah. Uh, this is a great comedic moment here because you really, oh, yeah. you really were like, "Oh my god, great, what is that? What kind of crazy S and M device is he pulling out? It's a coat hanger." Oh, I see, comedy. Rhythm. Didn't didn't that actually happen in 1941? And he's like, "No one saw that. I'll do it again." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If that's I, true I think enough. that moment happens also in 1941. Our uh, our our. Our live down in front at Meltdown Commissioner Sachs points out in the Book of Jonah, God actually refers to other gods. Yeah. Well, well, well even the, the, even in the, the Ten Commandments, the Ten the Commandments, he says he doesn't say I'm the only God. He says you won't have any other gods before me. He's like I'm I'm number one. Yeah. Who's, they, yeah. So you can worship Anubis you can, if you want. Yeah. You can just, worship. I come first. Yeah. You yeah. can worship Anubis. Just just. I'm his lead-in. Like, I'm, <laughs> me first, he's, and then give him whatever's I, I'm the headliner. He's yeah, my exactly. opening act. Yeah. This is my opening act. Exactly. So this is... That's a, a great design. That's a... That's the, again, that thing clearly is not solid gold. No. Uh, that's the one <laughs> no. thing we can tell. Um, but it yeah. sure is pretty. Now, they... Now they They're using this, their elbows there. That yeah, ain't gold. No, that, <laughs> you, but they're, they're lifting with their legs, and that's important yeah. with arcs. But the, <laughs> the, the, this thing um, is apparently still at the Lucas Archives at Skywalker Ranch. I believe it. Um, I've, I've, they still got the Death Star. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I've, been, I've been to Skywalker Ranch. I didn't get to go in the archive building. They pointed, and they said, see that barn over there? That's the archives with all the props and stuff where you supposedly have Luke's land speeder and you know, all the props and stuff. And I, I bet I, when you walk in, it's like the warehouse at the end it of the It is, movie. totally is. <laughs> I've, I've talked to people who have been there, and they were just like, that, you know, it's like you walk in and there's the flipping Ark of the Covenant, which is almost as awesome or more awesome than seeing the real Ark of the Covenant. It's like, that's the Ark of the Covenant from, from Indiana Jones. You know, it's just sort of sitting there. I remember seeing some behind the scenes where they were talking uh, – uh, people were talking – oh, no, it was, um, it was the ILM documentary. And they were talking about the Lucasfilm archives and stuff. And they're like, it's really weird because I like – 
you know, one of the artists is like, I, I bashed this together in a week and it's like parts of shoeboxes and stuff and everything. <laughs> yeah. And then, and it's in a museum now. Yeah, and it's no, like, this, great this wasn't supposed to last more than Thursday. <laughs> like, yeah. But here it is. And I can't touch it now. <laughs> so much of movie props is that way. I saw yeah. I saw an NTI alien from uh, the abyss at, in Bob Burns' house. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, "Oh my god, what is that piece of shit doing there?" And he was like, "No, it's a piece of movie history." I'm like, "But look at it. It's it's falling apart." <coughs> so, so, what do these snakes eat exactly? Yeah, uh, like how is there a whole ecosystem no, of snakes? Actually, no, no, down there? that co- that comes up later. They that's how he, the, that's how he finds out how he how to get out is they because out he realizes they're coming out of the wall. So, so there's somewhere, clearly somewhere a in this dig, that's true. So these guys are lucky they never dug into the place where snakes come from. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> this room is just where they go. But, but yeah. they're coming from somewhere. So this at is great like the, speed. this is the snake's living room. This isn't even like the snake dorm. Yeah, yeah. the snake dorm is like far worse than this. It's terrible. This was this was very clever of the Nazis. I'm sure they figured this out at like they started digging the previous day at around 3 a.m. There's like there's a lot of lightning over there. Yeah. What's going <laughs> seems on? Like a Wrath of Gods yeah, type seems of like, stuff over seems there. Like God might yeah. be pretty pissed. Who are those go, guys digging? Go see it. And then they're and then they're like, oh <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Well, there's a lot of snakes down there, so let's let them deal with this. Yeah. And if they survive. We'll take the ark. Which is what which is what so, Belloc is basically saying. Like, yeah. oh, thanks for pull, figuring that out. Yeah, that was, thanks for thanks for sorting that out for us. That was so it great. It taken you. us weeks. You just, I, you just, you are indispensable to me. But I'm going to kill you now. That's one yeah. of my uh, favorite line readings of all time in any movie. Where uh, Indiana goes, <laughs> son, <laughs> son of, of a, a bitch. bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. So one of the things about this is that I was is. How many freaking extras that they had? I mean, this is actually shot in Tunisia, I believe. They're not actually Arabs even... or Mexicans come cheap. Yeah, Arabs <laughs> or Mexicans, whatever the, those guys are. But I think Tunisia, because you know Lucas, well, we shoot in Tunisia because we already did a thing there, and Tunisia's nice. And so, uh, so just for the fact, I know a guy. Yeah, I know a guy in Tunisia, Manny in Tunisia. He gets you all. He gets you all the Mexicans you want. Oh, yep, there was the strike. <laughs> there, yeah, he actually he actually bounces off the glass like bang. That's a pissed off snake. But they, <laughs> it raises up to. But they, like, you they do fucker. so many these scenes like this scene. Like, look at look how far back the extras oh, yeah. go. There's like those aren't those aren't paintings and they're that's and not CGI that's not massive those and are yeah. like those are like guys and they're talking about it in the in the thing because that was Spielberg Spielberg's like yeah we can get like eight thousand extras running through the streets and Lucas is like well yeah we'll we'll see if we'll see if something happens over there and we can get some stock footage <laughs> yeah. we'll try that um but but there there was a um, Lucas's point which I it's okay to agree with because it was young Lucas when he was good uh, he uh, <laughs> okay. he. Fair enough. He was basically like this. I, I would rather spend the money on a really freaking awesome stunt where he jumps. Right. They they were really big. He he had like um, many pictures and and paintings and stuff of jumping from like a horse to a train or a horse to a truck. Like that was his thing. That was his image. Um, for for who Indiana Jones was and what this movie was, and so his whole thing was, I would rather spe- rather than spending it on eight thousand guys to show up for three shots, I would rather spend that money on a really badass stunt, and and I f- I feel like that shows. Well, somehow the they got both. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Well, they, well, at the time they were only looking at like five to seven million, and they wound up getting seventeen. So they probably felt like they could breathe a little. What bit What would more. you possibly spend seventeen million dollars <laughs> on? No one spends seventeen million. He's yeah. teasing. No one spends <laughs> on that kind of movie. Nobody has two television sets. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, so that's that's the that's where the snakes are coming. I was from. reading that's the, where the queen snake is. You know how on uh, <laughs> oh God. on Wikipedia they like list the plot out, and there's so much shit going on in Raiders of the Lost Ark that the plot reads is like retarded. <laughs> it's like and they're going on well, assaults and it's full of snakes, and they just like 
That sounds dumb. That sounds really dumb. <laughs> that sounds insane. How do they pull this it off? It sounds schizophrenic. They yeah. go there, they do this, and then they go there, and they do this other weird random it's thing. It's like some crazy old movie serial or something. Yeah. Someone points out, and I have a stinking suspicion that it's straight up Eddie, uh, <laughs> that Lucas was a fan of legendary stuntman Yakima Kanut. Yakima Kanut. And modeled Indy's stunts Well, the, And him. the Yakima Kanut. I'll point out that uh, Eddie's words read the same upside down as they do right <laughs> yeah. side up it's it's, it's <laughs> but i think that's what he said it's yakima Kanut, you callow youth and the and the uh callow, and the, wow the, uh, i, I the, saw him the, perform the, at branson once the homage is coming up uh, it's the in the truck chase it's when he goes under the truck that's right. that's the clearest yakima Kanut because that's you know it should be a stagecoach but otherwise it's uh, trey represents the knowledge of this podcast <laughs> I, well just the just the old cranky knowledge <laughs> You, but you, isn't that the best now kind here, of Now, here's one of the least convincing moments in the movie for me. And, and overall, they did a pretty good job with, with uh, Marion. And, and, you know, she's, she does have to wear lingerie, you know, when she confronts God and sails on. But, you know, overall, she can handle herself. But I never understood this move here, where she goes up and hugs a random piece of cloth so that it can be a mummy and scare her. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that, that, that was that was a bit that they just, were ta- Spielberg yeah. in the in the story treatment. Oh, thing. I'm just going to rest against yeah. this conveniently placed thing that, uh, you know. Why? Yeah. <laughs> oh, to have this moment. Yeah. I hate dead people. Spiel- yeah. Spielberg in the story in the story discussion thing, like Lucas is laying. It, the, you see it. It's like big blocks of text, and that's Lucas. And then there'll be <laughs> one line that's Spielberg because he just wants to throw in some information he's like they'll be talking about the car chase and then he's like yeah and it knocks over a llama and it's like what (laughs) shut up steven let lucas talk for a while um but uh he's on to something yeah he's 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 but but that was that moment um they were they were talking about it in the in the intro which is as as far as i got but he was very like (laughs) we want to scare very thorough with your research where we want a scare moment where like you know the the hand and he does it again in Jurassic Just Park, Park and yeah. he does it quite a bit. Uh, he's like Mr. The, Arnold. It's the hand Thank and God. it turns out to be a skeleton and stuff like that. And, and they, that's they, fine. It's just the they way they wanted it to be. And he even the said he's like, we're happen. designing we're designing a Disneyland ride. By the way, notice the guy doing. who was sleeping right next to where they pushed that rock out. <laughs> <laughs> he's a heavy sleeper. So uh, Brian, yeah, uh, longtime upholder of those things which are aeronautic. How how are you feeling about this as a flying machine? The it's not, real. The not, yeah, it's real. Yeah. It was a real thing. I think it was a prototype that never actually. It looks like the stealthy bomber mm. thingy. Yeah. Yeah. It does. The Nazis and uh, the Allies did experiment with flying wing designs back in in the World War yeah. II era. Yeah. Uh, just Where there's no fuselage, it's just all. It's just all one wing. big flying airfoil. Yeah. yeah and uh, they're like, well, it looks weird, but it gets the fuck up there. So yeah. what are you going to do? But that was the problem. A, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they never actually deployed them. They, they, yeah, they, they never was, went into production just because they were not. They were not fe- for the technology at the time. They weren't feasible. Okay. Now we have to. Now we have to. Here we have to take. I take a moment. long lens makes it look like he's standing in the middle of the propeller, yeah. unaffected, and that's awesome. I take a moment. That's here. not a particularly long lens. I'll say. No, it's like not. now this is an example. they are in danger here a bit. Even if that's just rubber, they're gonna get. Yeah, I know. This like this. This, this, this scene scares the hell out of me <laughs> for the actors. Yeah. But this this scene is a great example of you know low budget thinking although they had a decent budget but because this is and this and then they immediately follow up with the truck chase which is another brilliant example of taking a scenario and like milking every possible thing out of it that you can this is a beautiful exercise in in raising the stakes constantly and they were they they even talked about first of all i i believe the story goes this not this was not in the script yeah they just they just saw that and they see the truck drive away and then they jump on it and and spielberg is like did but we yeah, built a thing, yeah, and it's we, right here. We yeah. no, he's got to punch some dude, and it's got to, you know. So, so yeah. we get this whole scene that was basically practically made up on the day. Yeah. Famously, the pilot is uh, producer Frank Marshall. That's correct. 
But this is a beautiful thing. And everything that... Famously every, is such a weird adjective yeah. to throw on things. Famous, famous trivia. Adverb. <laughs> famous trivia. Oh, yeah, L-Y. It's a J.K. Rowling where it's with an adverb. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, That's a Harry Potter joke for no one. Everything that everyone does... It's really an ing- a grammar, but anyway. ...in the scene actually contributes to what happens. It's not like, oh, and then arbitrarily this thing happens. It's like she takes the chocks to kill the... You know, knock out the pilot right. with, which is why when he accelerates, it starts to go in a circle. I mean, everything is accounted for which and is, explained. And which is very done. impressive if... If it is made up on the day or, you know, the day before... It's hard to believe because it's so beautifully structured. Yeah, Yeah, it's so beautifully structured. And when you're in the midst of production, especially on location, and you're like, okay, what shots do we need to get this? We need to get that. You always forget something. Yeah. So the fact that they, like, caught every, like, logical moment beat that they would need to get... It's a a form of, you know... That uh, must have been a lot of cocaine. (laughs) I mean, I mean... That is one of the positive aspects of cocaine. You think about about fight choreography and you think about, you know, martial arts and stuff like that. I do. But the choreography... (laughs) Some people do. This scene... what we're talking about is fight choreography. It's yeah. you're walking through it and you're going, okay. Then she does this and that turns it, in, or or they probably were like, we need to get the thing moving. What? How are we going to do that? It's it's on the things. Well, she can take the things out and then she hits the guy with it. Fuck it, and it, you know it, it builds like that. But it, it, I totally agree with you guys that it feels so perfectly structured and organic it, it, because everything is oh, justified. Everything is like you watch, <laughs> you watch it. It happens and it. What, and, every, and everything even that this happens, thing, it's like I can't get the gun, and now I really can't get the gun. Yeah, everything that happens happens for a function, for a reason. I mean, movies today they're much less. Filmmakers put such less amount of work into uh-huh. justifying why things yeah, happen. That, it should just happen. That's why I brought it up because I can't think. I mean, there there must be examples, but they're so rare. I can't think of another action scene in any recent movie that compares to like sort. Of, okay, we're going to take one scenario. And we're right. just going to continue, just work yeah. it. Even in the uh, yeah. most recent Indiana Jones film, which never happened, uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, every action scene is about six of them put together. And what's funny is that one of the moments in the, the first main action scene in uh, whatever that fourth one was is that <laughs> Indiana Jones, he's, he's trying to catch up with the uh, alien, I guess. I don't remember what the MacGuffin was. As he, as he, and he, like, it's he, aliens. He takes his 10-foot, and it is a 10-foot uh, kangaroo hide bullwhip. And he swings from a point like 60 feet up, like you do. And he, he goes forward, and he, oh, shit, misses, and he swings back into the truck. And it always struck me, and I think we pointed this out on our zeroth episode of Down in Front, which yeah. was a Crystal Skull commentary just to test all the microphones and make sure everything worked. Uh, we pointed out that an Indiana Jones moment is a moment where Indy knows that he's going to die, and yeah. yet miraculously doesn't, and the other guys do. And he, he also, in that moment, in, the, uh, in that movie aforementioned, he, he he goes, damn! I thought that was closer, which is not an Indiana Jones thing to do. Yeah. What happens is he he gets hit, he swings back to the thing, and he's just sort of like, sort of frazzled. He goes, oh my god! And you see on his face that he thought that was closer. Yeah. He but, doesn't have to say. It. You, you yeah. doesn't have to actually explain. Yeah. There's right. a pro, although, although, pro screenwriting tip: if your character has to just say the completely if, obvious. Don't have them say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If your character has to explain the joke, it's not funny. Um. But I I also love the fact, by the way, that. You, we were talking about they kind of made this up on the spot, but shit be blowing up. They, yeah, they're like, yeah, put the gasoline in the yeah. hole, yeah, and we'll it, just ignite up. it. We're out of here tomorrow anyway. Yeah. Just blow it all up. Who's that's got a match it. and doesn't have friends? Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's a, that was a great little shot. It wasn't as uh, extensive as the one we've seen earlier, but that was still like a, no. a, f- a fairly substantial shot. That led up to this whole pan, and, and then, then, and then with their bla- and explosion. then this tower explodes behind them. It's like I, 
If if I were Spielberg on that day for that shot, I would have had a heart attack. I just don't understand why they would do things in front of the camera. Now here's where here's where the actually like photograph things happening and make that a movie. It's crazy. Here's where here's where this into our little you know our our little '80s sensibilities where the movie's like, oh my god, this is the most amazing movie of all time. They literally had like one (laughs) shot, and it was one shot where he runs into the tent and goes, "What truck?" Um, Between that, and now we're racing into yet another amazing action sequence. Like there wasn't even a breather in between. There was one shot between these two action sequences. This is the beginning. Yeah, as the movie goes along we get fewer and fewer breathers which yeah. is an increase in in the pacing it's insane so i don't so. recall did i point this out on on the episode about the guy that spielberg initially wanted to play belloc and he read the script and said this is moronic like every other movie like this is and fuck this you you, you mentioned that before the show but not yeah yeah, yeah. This, apparently the guy spielberg wanted was like um how about no with the absolutely retarded summer blockbuster movie that won't mean anything i it's just so bizarre to look back on a movie like this i grew up with this it it came out before i was born uh, hey. date, dating me, and it's it's just the movie that yeah. it is. Hey, Sean, well, Sean, he he probably want to be in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well, he right. probably exactly. looked at it. You look at it at the time in in context, and it's this fucking weird well, kind of dumb action. Have movie. you ever seen? Have you ever seen the making of the, like the behind the scenes footage from uh, Wizard of Oz? That black and white footage that someone shot of the jitterbug number off to the side. Mm, no. It's, no. It, oh, it's awesome. It's it's on. It was on one of the releases. Um, there, it's I, black it's and white like, home movies of of someone who is off to the side when they're shooting the jitterbug number, of which there is no existing footage right. that anyone knows of. Um, and there's a there's a guy. It's from behind one of the apple trees, and there's a guy. The apple tree. You can see the guy inside the apple tree, mm. and he's like waving the arms of the apple tree back and forth. But the apple tree is like rubber, and it's split down the back. So he's every, halfway through the number, he sort of sticks his head out, and he's just like a, he's like a grip or somebody. He's just got this scowly, like when the hell is lunch look on his face. You know, I'm making a Wizard of Oz. rubber tree, and there's a guy in a lion costume, and you want to go back seventy years ago, dude? You are in the Wizard of yeah. Oz. You're, don't you understand? You're making the Wizard of freaking Oz. But he didn't know that he was making some stupid kids movie right. at the time, and it was dumb. It's about populism. It. Yeah. Honestly, that's a that's a thing that that. You know, uh, in in terms of just even movies today, well, almost especially movies today, although people have gotten more used to, in terms of the actors and stuff, it's like you watch a movie and it's so cool, but it's like if you took the camera and and left everything else the same, but you took the camera and moved it like three feet to the side, it would look like the dumbest fucking thing that ever happened. <laughs> the things that these people are doing. People would but, be yeah. swinging like ten punches that are like ten feet away. Yeah, from the but other person. but and yeah. and you would see and you would see a guy, you know, and like just just a you know a, um, a teamster or whatever, just looking angry and like yeah. waving a car, a big old cardboard. Yeah thing yeah, to no, create you, wind and shit and it's you like you never know during a movie i mean you might get a sense like well if it is indie three it'll probably do all right but, that uh, said if but, if the if the call sheet says brats four yeah yeah no but, you're probably but you were talking you're talking about that guy and and to relate it to indie um for a while sean Con- well up until he retired basically sean connery was that guy he got the they they courted him for Lord of the Rings for Gandalf and he was like no this script is retarded and then it made a bunch of money and they courted Sean him, Connery's uh, just an internet comedy well, like, gay and be- first and before that <laughs> Hitler well, before that they courted him for for Morpheus for the Matrix and he's yeah. like no nah, this shit is retarded stupid. Sean Connery and then yeah, wow. yeah. that would have been Sean, amazing Sean and then, Connery and Will Smith how about that that's movie? actually that sound great that's actually why free your mind Neil. that's why he did <laughs> that's why he did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. 
Ah! Wow. I swear to God, that's the that's the true story. He turned down he turned down Morpheus. He turned down Gandalf because he he's thought like, they were I'm retarded. not going to miss another one. He yeah. read he read uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He's like, this shit is retarded, <laughs> but that makes so much money. I would be stupid to pass on it. Yeah. And so he did it, and it bombed. And he was like, all right, <laughs> fuck I, it. I, I I'm out. <laughs> I give up. I'm not doing anything. And, ever th- again. and that's why he retired. I'm just going to go home and yell at my neighbors. Yeah, <laughs> I'm Sean Connery. I shouldn't have to put up with this shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Hey, so take it easy. Take it easy. Life, my whole life I've been Sean Connery, and now this. <laughs> Do you think Sean Connery is wakes it? up and goes, uh, Is there is there a yeah. cliff anywhere like this in Tunisia? There's no, a cliff anywhere like that, that in the world. There's a road that, next to it. No. That, that's like there. the Valis Marineris. <laughs> yeah, it is. They shot that, that. That was shot on Mars, that yeah. one shot. Yeah, that one no, shot. No, there's, there's a road like that in uh, Brazil. There's or? not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's a thing where... <laughs> no, there isn't. No, the, the, the PCH is totally like that yeah, at certain Yeah, PCH. Yeah, that is true. No, there's a road yeah. in Brazil that's basically a sheer cliff face and then like a 15-foot-wide road that buses go on to get from one place to another, and then another sheer cliff face. They, uh, I, I don't recall the name of the... It's a thing, though, and it was on uh, Top Gear, if oh, I recall correctly. But it's a real thing where if you... If, <laughs> wow, if what you, was if, that? Oh, it would be. Well, yeah. here's the thing, though. <laughs> it but would like, be. The, like, the road is like, so... There's a, there's a road with a huge, like, the largest cliff on the planet next to it. We're totally going racing there. Well, no, <laughs> but the thing is, there. and this, was the, this is the bit of the footage that just destroys you when you watch it, is that cars pass each other on this thing at, like, a third of a mile an hour, just sort of like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Oh, no, yeah, and the I guy by that. the wall is like, I'm fine. The guy on the other side is like... <laughs> you're right. You're right. I know which one you're talking about because there's no guardrails. Right. Yeah. They're yeah. like, fuck it. There's actually, there's actually a road. I went on a trip to Alaska when I was a kid. This won't be as interesting as that road. Much, <laughs> no. There's a road very much like that that we did on one of those big like tour buses that's kind of two sections with the accordion section in the middle. And that was kind of freaky. It's I like, think you're yeah. thinking there's... of Jurassic Park 2. <laughs> that, that too. But it was like this where Toby Ziegler came out and helped. The yeah. bus the bus driver does not have complete out. control over this vehicle by its very design and <laughs> right. we are on this fucking road. You be in the front part. Is that how you least. died? <laughs> that was where Brian died. <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. The last episode of Down in Front, we're gonna reveal the twist ending that I've been dead. <laughs> that he's been dead all along. <laughs> Brian Finifter burned down twenty years, years ago. ago. Now this is such so, blatant product placement here. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, okay, Mercedes, we get it. Come on, how much money do they So pay? so again, mm-hmm. uh going back to Raiders the adaptation. Oh yeah. This, this is amazing it? what they did. There's a like 14 a, year old did this. Yeah, just yeah. dangling from the front and, and they, the, and dragging they, behind. Yeah, and dragging behind. It was like the, the truck that they got, they were able to get a truck that looked a lot like this because it didn't work. It had no engine. So they, it, for shots where he's on the front like this, it was being pushed from behind by another car and like at, like 30 yeah. miles per hour. So that's totally safe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then and then once he gets to the other side, it's being towed by the car and it's like, yeah, yeah the the like someone was helping them, and they, yeah. and that was that was his his uh you know his thing. He was like, all right, I'll help you do this, but we're not gonna go beyond thirty. Yeah. We're we're gonna keep it yeah. safe, <laughs> so it'll be totally cool. Yeah, yeah, so it'll be fine. Don't tell your parents. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Movie making is that always it, a, a that lesson. Is, in- how Quite possibly the greatest action sequence ever put to film. Uh, Are there any the space you... battle above Endor? That's a pretty not, good that's one. yeah, not so much with the where the Ewok was being dragged under the H. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. 
Okay. The Ewok right, you was being dragged behind a tie fighter for an action sequence of an actual person doing something. Trey, well, that well, Ewok's battle. sister died. Yeah. Okay. So the you don't know that was well. That, that, that was the as as pointed out. That was the Yakub cannot. You know, uh, uh, homage him going on right. a truck like that. So yes, there's there's plenty of examples. They're they're not necessarily in as, Any, as famous, uh, famous movies, but Jackie Chan stuff. Yeah, Jackie Chan. He'll drop himself off a building. Stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Yakima Kanut would do the thing where you jump across. Ben, the Ben Hur chariot race has some crazy oh, yeah. stunts oh, that, in that that's one. True. That's true. Um, fa- famous story about that was when uh, Charlton Heston's double gets flipped out of the, the hit up, hits a bump and gets flipped out, and he lands on the horses. Not planned. That, that just <laughs> happened to the guy. Wow! And they were like, "Oh, keep rolling. That's awesome. If he, if he lives, we're totally using that one." <laughs> we just we just passed a moment that I think is exemplary of why Indiana Jones is a better. A better movie, and why Indiana Jones is a better, like, more human character that we relate to. We've gone through this whole action sequence in which Indiana Jones has done amazing things and kicked a lot of ass, but in the process, he's been shot in the shoulder. And that's fine. And in, in movies today, like Starship Troopers, you have Denise Richards gets impaled through the shoulder, yeah, and, and three fine. seconds later, once the sequence is done, she's running a marathon like but Indy's shoulder hurts for the rest of the movie but, yeah he's and, wounded and for the he, rest of the movie yeah for the rest of the movie and we have specifically have a shot at the end of the sequence he's driving this, the action sequence is over but he's yeah, he does ow. a motion where he's like fuck I got shot in the shoulder by the way here's another winner this uh, this whole scene right here from here on out is uh, is a nice I am the nice monarch winner. of the sea yeah, we've all I seen I am the it. ruler of the queen's navy <laughs> <laughs> that's the next line and there's Mr. Is Mr. was that like chem- My Chemical Romance doing no yeah. Why you gotta hate? As he walks, as reason. he walks off screen, he's he's dubbed by Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I want to take you on my yeah. boat. Yeah. All right, yeah, uh, Brian Fenifter, pop quiz, hot shot. What's the name of the ship? Oh, uh, you don't know. Uh, <laughs> Anybody here know the name of the ship? The Bantu Wind. The Bantu Wind. The Bantu Wind. Oh, wow! Everyone sucks. Well, uh, yeah, we I all... was gonna, I was gonna be like the Lusitania. We all suck. That's the first boat name that <laughs> yeah, came to the, my head. I was going to say the Venture, but that's, yeah. uh, that's King Kong. The Venture Brothers. I almost said Piper Maru, which is something entirely different. That's totally wrong. Yeah. Well, no. So it's Kobayashi Maru for that Kobe- Well, I know what the Kobayashi Maru is. By the way, we're just... It's a test of character, Trey. We have to jump back really quick. I, lo- I love the, the really hard like bear hug he yeah. gives them. And he's, he's got this look on his face, and it's not like, oh, I'm uncomfortable because a dude's hugging me. He's like, my shoulder. <laughs> no, he, no, he actually... Well, we're not hearing me. the soundtrack, but you actually, he goes... Uh-huh. <laughs> he actually gets he's hurt by it. And of course, there's the mirror scene coming up where he gets battered even more. But sound, but this um, sound is a lot of great sound stuff. There was a scene earlier when the truck. This got, movie got a special nomination for sound effects editing. Well, it did, and rightly so because uh, that wasn't even a category. They early, just gave him yeah. an Oscar for yeah. holy shit, Ben Bird. Early in the early in the scene, just before that, they um, when they they hide the truck, um, there was a thing that even at the time I was referred to as the invisible dog. Does anyone know? Even <laughs> knows the invisible dog? No. What's the, that? Uh, the, the Nazis pull up in their truck and you know and in the car and they're looking and they've already hidden the truck and the townspeople come and besiege them and they bring melons and all that and there's a dog barking and, and, <gasps> yes, he, and he takes the melon about. and he throws the melon and you hear a dog go yike but there's never a dog there's no dog the dog was entirely created by the sound effects editing you never see an actual dog there's a moment like that it's usually in, um, a cat it's usually yeah. a cat there's a moment like that Crashing in of all glass. things Twister where at the end Helen Hunt is very perturbed and Bill Paxton's eye and the uh the, the the tire flies from the sky, destroys the windshield of the truck, but it bounces and there's no there's no crack on the windshield and you hear this terrifying <laughs> really forward in the sound mix. Next shot, windshield's fine. What happened? Yeah. It was a glass tire. Like you do, like to have. It was one of those glass decorative tires they have in Tornado Country. Well played. 
I mean, come on. I mean, what do you want? Totally uncouth. But the the other thing about sound is is this movie was the first for me personally, anyway. Um, where and it happens when the the first Nazi uh, first soldier falls out of the back of the truck and lands on the hood of the car behind. That's there's a Wilhelm there, and I was watching this movie. And I'm like. Wait, I heard that same scream in Star Wars. That was like my first awareness of the Wilhelm, of what the Wilhelm personally. Was. Um, That'll probably never come up again. Yeah, that's right. That's so weird. It was like the same scream twice. It's weird. I hope I never hear it again. By the way, in the... Uh that I, I I'm should, going right to the internet that hasn't been invented yet. I should point out in the little... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to tell all my buddies on CompuServe. Yeah. yeah. In the... In the Indiana Jones remake by kids. Mm. This scene was in there, and it was actually it, his on-screen kiss is his real life. His first, first time kiss. he'd ever kissed a girl. He did, it, he, did it, he did it to so. make the, make his Indiana Jones <laughs> yeah. movie, which was a great ruse, <laughs> gr- by the way. Yeah, what a great line. <laughs> That's the hey, first time I've he heard spent, an audience live go. Oh, <laughs> he spent he spent six years no, making no, no, that no. movie just to get you've her see, to kiss him. You've yeah. seen plenty <laughs> of Pixar movies. Aww. That's true. No, the one that always gets me with an audience is when like someone's done something where it's like, oh shit, hell no, nah, that, and, and then the audience goes, oh, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Where's that coming from exactly? What's that fucking etymological origin of oh? <laughs> like, whenever that started, was the word that they did just omitted as an audience? Shit! Like oh, <laughs> shit, motherfucker. That was that's that's pre-speech, man. Yeah. That's just one of those things. You you hear Molly Matlin that. does yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> it happens on the West oh. Wing where fucking he Josh went. Lyman says something and Marley Matlin's like, oh. <laughs> and then she shows her nipples and she was she won an Oscar. <laughs> okay. And then she cool found story, five dollars. A, on on the, I always wonder like I felt bad I about this. this rat. I always wonder what they did. I, I I think they're blowing air on the rat. That's my guess. I, I think, think they're, they're like, hitting really? with a little air. I jet. thought they brought Roseanne Barr in just to sing a song. Yeah, maybe the stars <laughs> back on better. Now, and the rat's a, like. Now here we. Now and here then we, if, we're, if we're considering God as a magic being, that's yet another moment that doesn't really line up. Yeah. So God doesn't. is pissed, but he can't really do anything beyond the magic but item. He, but he's but he can burn the. But he can burn off the, the logo boxes. Off. Magic boxes. Well, again, being if we're in. if if we're dealing with it as as conflicting like enchantments almost, they're just budding heads. God's not doing anything. It's just it's just. Like a supernatural version of a chemical reaction, like they just oh, don't okay. can't handle each other. It won't be, but but this this does bring up the point of what you were saying is like, well, we we already know what side God's clearly on. <laughs> God's God's announcing like, I'm not having yeah. no swastika. I'm not even going to be near a swastika in a box with yeah. my magic box in it. <laughs> so, so I was, Hitler, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen. No. I was uh, at the Air and Space Museum over the holidays, and I was just kind of walking around, and there saw one little small exhibit that I'd never seen before, which was just the. Um, it was like the nose cap for the spirit of St. Louis. And on the inside, I, I read the placard. <laughs> it said death to Jews. <laughs> no. I, I, I read the placard first. and it's Because if you look at the history of Lindbergh. But anyway, uh, yeah. uh, the placard said, you know, this uh, is the nose cap that had to re- be replaced at the last minute, like days before the flight. And uh, so everybody that worked on it on the plane signed their name. And in the center is a, is a symbol for, like, good luck or whatever. And I look at it. And sure enough, along the whole ring is everybody's name, and right in the center is a swastika. <laughs> and like, oh, that's that's a shame. <laughs> well, it would probably be the Hindu. It's the like the Hindu, swastika, yeah, you know? Hindu. You know, Richard Nixon's name is still on the moon, right? Yeah, that's yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, we're gonna have to go deal with that. <laughs> go pick that up. Apollo eighteen. We're just gonna go and pick that up. Yeah, because that's yeah, because uh, no. that's embarrassing. Not Can that we- place. 
It's it's not like the Germans started using the Nixon as their symbol. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Oh there aren't people God. marching around with that name on armbands <laughs> or anything. Yeah. <laughs> now this is this next section is uh, something that was always very controversial. It's like, oh, how did he ride a submarine all the way to to mm-hmm. Saskatchewan or wherever the hell those things are going? And and there are many actually. And the, has anyone ever read like the the shooting draft of the script? Because they gave it to me in film school. Um, I had to read the, like two hundred page one. Or yeah, one? it's yeah. it's and it's, it's got stuff and, and it has a whole sequence about him on top of the submarine. It describes him on top of the submarine. It's huh. The submarine's not going very far, first of all, because if you want to travel far, you don't use a submarine to go very far. <laughs> they're just going around like one island to the next island. Is as yeah, far well, as they, even, they even do the map bit with the submarine yes, part, exactly. and it's like, it's two seconds. And I think that's the main... That's a mistake. I think that was a mistake on their part because you're so used to seeing the map in this movie getting you from you know Sri Lanka to yeah. Greece from or San Francisco to Nepal. It's exactly. Like, okay, but if you look I, at the map necessary. and that one's like they're going around one island, they're going to this next island, and the fact that you know submarines only submerge if they have to. So there was a whole you know because they 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 run on diesel. You don't want to run on batteries if you don't have to. So so the the scene that was written in the script was he lashes himself to the periscope with his with his uh, with the whip. And, uh, you know, it's, it's several hours and he doesn't enjoy the trip, but the submarine never actually fully submerges. You know, he, right, st- he because, stays on the periscope. And back in those days, s- submarines were less submarines as we think of them yeah. and more boats that could go under that the water, go for, water for short periods for a of couple time. minutes and then had yeah. to come up. Trey, did anyone in your uh, feature film debut, uh, 2010 Moby Dick, produced for the asylum, uh-huh. uh, right <laughs> on the top of your nuclear submarine? That was fighting a 500-foot whale? <laughs> no, no. That would not be a good idea. Nuclear submarines can stay submerged indefinitely. That's, they're they're that's, cool that way. That's, that's why we they, use them now. They make their own air and water. They don't actually technically have to uh, come up at all. Uh, they make their own air? Yep. Yeah. And water. <laughs> well, yeah. That, From, like I've a, made yeah, water. I, well, see, I, I can that, cook, but... Yeah. <laughs> All right. We have a couple of notes in the chat room. One, from now on, no more fedora. And this coincides with, from this point on <laughs> in the movie, the Indiana Jones yeah. doesn't really yeah, no do more anything. Fedora and no more whip either. And yeah. he's fucking impotent. Power of the hat, motherfucker. Yeah, that's right. Now, this, I believe, is uh, this is the French scene. This is the actual, this is the actual submarine pen. This is not like Yeah, a, this is a real place that yeah. was still standing. I think it's the same place where they shot the, the scenes in Das Boot, I believe. They, yeah. they did rent the U-boat from Das Boot. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, is, that, is that true? That's the is that the dust boat U boot? Yeah. It is the same U boat. I don't <laughs> yeah, dust boat U boot. You see what I did there? <laughs> but uh, that's cool because I was thinking, boy, that's a pretty good U boat they wrote, they built for this whole movie, and that's that's kind yeah, of they elaborate. Got, they got for, in touch with them. They're like, fucking that guy already built one. Let's yeah, do you, do you guys happen to have any spare U boats? Apparently, the translation from German that this guy does, where Indy goes up and he's sort of uh, uh, guy's saying like, pick up your hat, stand up straight, you son of a, you, you know, your mother dresses you funny, and then the uh, the punch cuts him off, and he's gonna. Anyway, the German guy is saying real German. But all of the actors, or at least a majority of the actors in this film, as it was originally shot, were American actors doing basically like a line reading phonetically of German. Oh, that's always so fun. So it sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> that's and always they, fun. Uh, and on the DVDs these days, the uh, everyone's been <laughs> redubbed. Yeah. But uh, uh, at the time, and there was another thing. I guess they... Um, I might be confusing something, but there was a thing they did for the German release where either they had the uh, the Nazis, who Germany, not crazy about Nazis anymore, uh, <laughs> they either had them um, re-say their lines in a in a different language or something Probably like that. Probably a different dialect. No, they, German, movies are, German movies are dubbed. They're always dubbed into German. 
I love that. I love that weird. this guy is like, hey, Movies stand up straight. He's like, he doesn't worry about the fact that he has no shirt on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just wonder where he got the. I okay, mean, A. I wonder Harrison where he got the Ford. From. B. Harrison we, Ford. But that was a great. That was a great. Actually, there was a great little bit there that was actually uh, first time anyone had ever done that, to my knowledge. Was the whole idea of you know I'm going to knock out a bad guy and take his outfit is a trope. It was a trope then, and the fact that I'm going to knock out a guy and his outfit won't fit uh, was actually yeah. like a, a shocker. It right. was like oh I, that never occurred to me that maybe you'd knock out a guy whose clothes wouldn't actually fit right. you. That, uh, in, that the never chat, happened in, in the chat in the in the chat audience, uh, the lie points out this is the great subversion of the just wear his uniform trope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where it's like it's, shit. Yeah, it's it was uh, a great... unfortunately Harrison Ford has the best chest on screen. Yeah, ever. it was it was a it was an issue of like how come the wardrobe always fits and then they made a little joke out of it. The yeah. lantern on is like well yeah you might knock out the wrong guy. Litter used to great effect in uh, in Die Hard of course. And 2010 Moby Dick. Yeah, sure. But, but, <laughs> but what well, wasn't really? Um, yeah, he uh, makes uh, a good. He makes a good German soldier there. Their idea of better than Tom Cruise. Am I right? LOL. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but their idea was to make it uh, as as weird as it is to straddle the line. They wanted to make a realistic version of this. Of course, there were supernatural yeah. and occult elements, but they were like exactly that kind of thing. Like, what would really happen if you tried yeah, to do that? You, had to you do know. That. You got God in a box, fine, but what you knock the guy out? Is it really going to fit you? Yeah, there was. A- not, there are like mixtures of very like realistic subversions of old tropes, like the uniform, and then these moments of like slapstick that don't really fit it, at it's all. It's actually it's actually followed directly by a moment of slapstick where like he punches the guy and his hat flies. And, and the hat literally pops up like, off of his head. Bing. Yeah, because it, it, it's a larger guy. He's like, oh, this fits. Yeah. This is perfectly. I love it. This is this is not a good uh, bald cap there. No, <laughs> it's like you can see the yeah, what what the hell? It's like even why put that in the movie? It's like right. that didn't work. Cut around that. <laughs> it wasn't a plot point that he wiped his head just there. Why why are the guys that. carrying the Nazi banners? Like I, the Nazis are great at branding. It's an sure. awesome yeah. fucking yeah. logo. Sure. Yeah. It, it is, but it's see, like, they're doing a whole. It's it's like it's like, like when you, they, apparently uh, real when, quick. This is the same canyon. They are that, in the uh, middle of nowhere. Who's this is they, the who are they same. To this is the Jabba Canyon. Yeah, it? this is the same canyon the that R two uh, gets shot at. Yeah, in because like, they because they shot this in. Tunisia, I like that it doesn't Egypt. even really explain oh. where he he's just pops up with the with the bazooka. No, no, there's like, a, I have one. There's a shot where they show him like coming up to one of the boxes in the background. I'd say about fifteen to twenty percent of our listeners know this, but for the rest of them, and I didn't notice this until in, in the last like, year the or two. Uh, yeah, watch watch Belloc because a fly lands on his lip. There it is. Yeah, there it is. And it's gone. Yeah. Never comes back. Yeah. He ate the fly. No, I, that's what they say. He I ate have a, the fly in the take and he kept acting, yeah. which is why I that's which is which that is an actor. Which is why I don't think he did that because it's like it's like he didn't know that he needed to do that for that movie. So I think I think we would have if he'd actually swallowed the fly, it would have been like you're giving mercenaries a bad bad day, David. The fly goes in his mouth. It doesn't go to cut. When it took, they it probably still, took they could, off they so quickly. Cut right the second before the fly came back, and there's still a second that the fly is gone. It, uh, I think it flies away. Fly, when flies away. fly away, they fly away very quickly. Yeah, they go pew. Yeah, so I do, I do it, believe it, it flew, flew away. away in between, like when the when the shutter was actually yeah. covering that yes. frame of film. Bell yes. swallowed the fucking fly. <laughs> <laughs> if you insist, but I don't think that's what happened. I do. Anyway, so so not to break your little uh, uh, idea of what French actors are capable of doing, but the, this <laughs> is this is kind of although like, yeah, I mean really think yeah. About well, it. if you've seen Last Tango in Paris, but anyway, the the. The thing here is he'd uh, be like, "I'll try it." Sure. Is as far as I love food. What's weird about the construction of this? Uh, the French don't put up much of a fight. They'll eat snails. Children. Them. What's weird about the construction of this scene is uh, the whole movie, as you said, that basically he doesn't do anything for the rest of the movie. But here is where his character arc comes to an end, mm. 
Because yeah. this is where he makes the decision, like, well, I really I'm, can't blow up the Ark, to, no, matter how, yeah. no matter what that costs me or costs Marion or anyone else. I can't blow up the Ark of the Covenant. So he, his character... The quality has, of history is more important. Thing, his character has reached the end of its story, and now we just have to play out the rest of the Ark story, which takes longer than normal. If but, you imagine uh, that's, all that's these the movie's uh, structured. religious artifacts, I can imagine if the... We'll say Ten Commandments were still in the Ark. You can't blow up the Ark because the Ten Commandments are Bible famous, right? Technically, they believe that. But well, well the, the Ark is quite the a bit ark, more famous. Well, no, famous. I know, but the Ark carried the Ten Commandments. We're like one degree from Kevin Bacon on biblical interesting. And then <laughs> yeah. the Ark is pretty biblically interesting. It's actually a Yeah, but you didn't, know, you didn't know about the Ark before Indiana Jones. You didn't. Right? How far down <laughs> the line do you have to go before God's like, I don't give a shit? <laughs> like... Blow up the thing that carried the thing that carried the guy that walked with the ark one time. Well, like I said, when Indy just laid waste to the temple, the ark was in for two thousand years. So what's the, what's this problem? <laughs> it's just a box. It's like a shoe box, but instead of having a shoe, it had commandments. Is is the idea that the sand that he pulls out? Those at, are the tablets. That the, that Those is the remnant the of the tablets. See, I never I never got that. I, I thought it was I, just I, the sand. I was, that, that, that was my assumption. I thought it was like God pulled a road warrior trick on everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's actually full of sand, but you're still damned. <laughs> Ah, your face. I'm God. No, deal because with it. the guy from the Road Warrior does hate the Jews. I'm God. Deal with that it. That is true. <laughs> right. No, no, no. Then my analogy doesn't make any sense at all in light of that information. I'm really happy to do this commentary because we've been talking about one of Trey's favorite things to talk about in terms Jews? of shooting and effects thing is uh, it, the the it's sort of a I guess a vocal trope, a colloquialism <laughs> to say you just shoot it upside down backwards, upside in, a down backwards in a water tank. Water tank. It works. Guess fine. what? Here it comes. And uh, that's exactly how they did this. <laughs> it wasn't backwards, but they just put a mannequin in a pool. Made the pool black, lit the mannequin, and just swished and it around. Swished it around in a water tank. And it looks amazing. That's how we the other time it. they did that, and it was uh, like a famous example of when they did is a what was it, Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. Like the ghosts yeah. that come out yeah. of the subway? or the subway ghost is, uh, yeah. is literally upside down and backwards in a water tank. There you go. And this, uh, this, uh, a lot of this lightning was done. He's listed first in the, um, in the credits uh, uh, for uh, effects, effects uh, animation is uh, my friend John Van Vliet, who was like the lightning guy, was the lightning guy. Yeah, at, he did uh, a, a Return of the Jedi and Dragon yeah. Slayer and yeah, all those Yeah, he's, he's one of those guys who can draw lightning and, you know, really make it cool. What so. do you charge? I get it. I, I see what you did there. No, that was... <laughs> if you're the lightning guy, what do you charge? That was, an, that was an a positive funny. negative joke. No, I'm just mean like literally... <laughs> you got charged with battery. What are you talking about? <laughs> Seriously, drive safely. <laughs> <laughs> you're, the guy, you're the only guy that does really great lightning. What do you... Uh, yeah. You, uh, uh, 25 grand a day. How do you price no, that? No, fuck yeah. you. I'm like, your lightning's going to suck if I don't do it. Yeah. I love. Uh, by the way, he's like, Marion, don't look at it. She's like, I'm on the other side. <laughs> yeah, that's I couldn't what, if I wanted. Describe to. it to me. I can't look if <laughs> yeah. I wanted to. What, what the hell's going on? But, well, there's like these watery ghosts coming around. They look like mannequins. This is pretty impressive for you know for the time. I gotta say the the opticals and stuff, and it's interacting with the skies. Yeah, it's 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 not easy to do this stuff. Yeah. Some so there's a couple of mad edges that aren't that great, like that one right there. But mm-hmm. uh, but you know. it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. From, from the, the, yeah, his, really his, his from the chat chairs. <laughs> uh, unless Belloc is an ordained rabbi, why yeah. is an archaeologist dressed this way? He's doing he's, he's doing the he's ritual. Doing the ritual. He's doing now the a, thing is if you actually ritual. and I, I I don't have it in front of me. I have it over there, but I'm not going to reach. Uh, there's actually a that Bible passage that describes the attire for opening the Ark of the Covenant. Sure. And I'm it's sure there is. And yeah, it, they I mean, followed it, apparently. Like, oh, my God, that's a thing. This Ooh. is a very similar it's thing to... And it turns out that that wasn't all there was to it, apparently. Yeah. There's a very similar... You know, it's, it's the kind of thing where... Um, 
I always they, thought the, they wouldn't have they they wouldn't have the ark, but you know, Jewish temples they would they they were built you know in like concentric rings, and there was the center area which was the holiest of holies, and you could only get in there if you were like the the high rabbi, and you you purged a yourself lot of rabbis for like are thirty high. days and stuff like that, and like the rules were you could only you couldn't go in there unless you had completely kind of made yourself clean and and all of that because if you did the as it as it went, you if you did that, you would die. If you weren't completely prepared to stand before God, you would die. Um, that's a story, at least. But uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's I mean, just a story. Well, you what know, could possibly it's, it's, happen? it's the priest saying, "Hey, God wants us. Uh, God wants you to give us uh, all your sheep, and uh, and we're yeah. going to burn it because he likes the smell, and yeah. you can't come in." I'm pretty sure they were just having barbecues in there. <laughs> that's, but, well, that's, uh, Mormon, that's Mormonism. You, you <laughs> could ask him, but you can't eat for thirty days. Mormonism so was that way. You. Mormonism was like, you know, Joseph Smith's sweet on a girl. He goes, "Guess what? Uh, God says we can marry more than one woman. Yeah. So you come over here." <laughs> I'm already, uh, so. Yeah, and they went and they went for it. That was what's great about people. <laughs> is Eddie? Is this yours? Yeah. He says uh, most of the Old Testament is just a hygiene guide for desert people. It is. <laughs> we it's laugh, true. but it is. It's true. It's true. Don't eat the shellfish. I mean, it makes yeah. perfect sense. Cut, off that, <laughs> cut off that foreskin. Yeah. Don't eat the pork because you're not good with fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it will give you brain worms. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to write the word trichinosis in the Bible, but yeah. seriously, it's just something you want to stay away from. Yeah. Now, we, it, don't, we it, don't know why it does it, but it will kill you. Yeah. If so. you if you read the uh, the original story treatment that you've been talking about originally. Jenny! <laughs> the uh, the uh, mine wow. c- the minecart sequence yeah the minecart is originally was in supposed this movie. to be the climax to be of in this movie ah. Af- after the well, so yeah there was other ones like they thought Marion maybe should be a German spy Last Crusade and they thought that uh, what was the other one there was another one uh, r- hiding behind the spinning gong was another it's like um, they they were yeah. very uh, uh, Lucas initially he's like I want to get like an Oriental flavor in fact yeah. at, at one point he was like uh, I think Indiana Jones should do like kung fu it's like yeah, what, uh, what? <laughs> No, but eventually they were like. Oh, that was the first made, time in recorded history that someone at the George and just hit him. <laughs> <laughs> no, he talked himself. No, they just kicked it, over actually. his sandcastle. That he, he was, was like, I think maybe we're doing too much. It's the bullwhip. Top and the, and the Georgie, man. that's stupid. Eh, eh, eh. Yeah, I'm gonna kick over your sandcastle. Do you think he just Pools. fills his neck with bad ideas? Uh, it, wow, a, gr- <laughs> a, uh, a great a great website to. Is, that Teague actually found is called The Secret History of Star Wars. Oh, secrethistoryofstarwars.com. Is go, amazing. seriously, go. It's amazing. And it t- talks a lot about the history of not only Star Wars and what actually happened as opposed to the kind of George Lucas's scrubbed version. Uh, the but, one you can buy in bookstores. Although yeah. you can buy this one, too. Yeah. From, like, Lulu. But, there, but. It, one of the articles talks about uh, they screened the, uh, Indiana Jones and Marsha Lucas, George's ex-wife and one of the original editors of Star Wars. I'd hit it. Was uh, was they screened the, this scene? The the scene out in front of the the steps of the government building did not exist right. originally. And Marsha Lucas was the one that like talked to Spielberg and Lucas and George, saying you have to you have to have this ending scene between the the heart of this movie is between Indy and Marion, and you have to you have to have a conclusion on that, and there's no conclusion for it. Yeah. So they that right. is actually a government building in uh, it's like San Francisco City Hall. It's some building in in San Francisco. And they went out and they shot it real fast, and and that was that, and that's the conclusion of that movie. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark, yeah, and Michael Moore is was the second. Michael unit Moore, who knew? I had no wow. idea. Anyway, Deborah Nadulman, the uh, ex-wife of John Landis, by the way. But uh, the Michael Moore is the ex-wife of John Landis. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, <laughs> or, 
or Deborah Deborah Nadulman, which is what I said. Ah. But the, uh, the, the I think it was it was so funny to me is it took thirty years for someone to see this shot and go, I have an idea for a TV show called Warehouse Thirteen. Yeah. I mean, it's, it took them thirty years to come up with that concept. Anyway. That's that's funny that Kathleen Kennedy is associate yeah. to Mr. Spielberg. She's like she's like getting him you know bottled water. Yeah. That was before Spielberg was like not even assistant associate yeah. associate. We she hang shows out up sometimes. Yeah, we, we chat. Out. She makes great sandwiches. Anyway, Raiders of the Lost Ark clearly stands up in a way that many, many movies don't. And I, I'm just so glad it exists. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm ecstatic that we have Indiana Jones in our lives. I'm not ecstatic about Indiana Jones <laughs> well, 5. Not lately. Yeah, yeah. right. Oh, and, um, I was excited. And everything in between is just, is just great. And I'm really excited because clearly the, uh, the first episode of year three is Indiana Jones. Our first year, we started with Phantom Menace. Second year, we started with Star Wars. And uh, this year is the year of Indiana Jones and all those other franchises that we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, by the I'm way, guys, uh, happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Well done. Well done. Blow out anyway. the candles. Uh, Brian, how do you feel about Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah, it's, uh, it's a classic, obviously. Don't, don't get too hard on it. Yeah. <laughs> don't well, hate. It's, don't I, hate. It's funny because, like I said earlier, if I were to watch this movie now, you know, going in for the first time, I would go, man, that was a great movie that just fell apart at the end. <laughs> but uh, you know, thankfully, it has that grandfather clause that, and, and this is a this is a movie that, and it's stupid to say, but it means a lot to me on a very emotional level. And it's like Conrad Buff. I'm, I'm glad it now. exists. Get off of me, you weirdo! <laughs> I hope it just happened. Yeah, um, it's it's you know when you think about the reasons why we're here, why we're, why why. We are in the industry, and why we decided to come out here and try to make a life doing this crazy crap in the first place. This is one of the ones that you're like, yeah, this is this is one of the ones that got me out here. Fucking that, fucking that, <laughs> yeah, that one. That's, yeah. that's Man, that's Raiders Lost Ark. Well, I was born here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so, um, I still don't understand you people, by yeah, the way. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I, I uh, otherwise I would agree. I mean, this is a great, especially like we were talking about. It's like this was elevating B movies to A movies, and now they're all like that. And this is. It's like this is the kind of movie that you want to study for – and and not just for action movies and stuff like that, but it's really well made as a movie. You know, yeah. We talked about it's very classical in the blocking and stuff like that. Not just for the, the action, but also for the character yeah. and for the heart and for the emotion. The character is absolutely great. I mean, again, it's it's we talk about how weirdly structured it is by the fact that he – the character is not involved in the climax. He he stands off to the side and closes his eyes. That's yeah. that's the big action finale. Yeah. He closes his eyes while he's tied to a stick. He doesn't even <laughs> see the climax. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, but but because you've watched this movie and he's such a great character, you're so involved with him. It's like that's so exciting. You're like, oh god, don't peek. Like yeah. you know, you're so engaged. You're with totally that moment. on board. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so you know, that's that's a great thing. And that's a a lot of uh, a lot of the action movies today are are you know taking the advice of an action beat every every ten minutes. Joel Silver has his own term for it and everything. And uh, but it's like, how about that other thing where you care about the characters as it's happening around yeah. them? You know, I I wish more people would study that aspect of it. Dre. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's amazing how it w- well certainly it was tried to be copied afterwards. We had the High Road to China, and we had uh, the Alan Quartermain movies that uh, Karolko was doing, and and no one came close to capturing it. And even future inst- installations of of this movie didn't quite capture it. I think Last Crusade is the best of the yeah. of the sequels, mm-hmm. certainly. Um, but uh, it's 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 just a movie where you just kind of sit down and you go, well, that was really just fun. I had fun watching it, and I didn't mm-hmm. feel dirty afterwards. And I didn't <laughs> feel sad and bad, and I wasn't insulted by it. And 
and I, I, I've only had that experience in like one other movie really ever in my life that I can say you know, since then that I could match that to. Transformers? So, um, weirdly enough, it was Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? No. Huh. Um, I just sat down and like, you know, watched the whole movie and didn't analyze it and didn't hate on it and didn't feel stupid. I was like, I just in, was entertained for the entire running time of that movie. And, you know, that's, so, the, so those are the two movies in my life that I had that experience with. There have probably been others. Cool. But, but it's so effortless and yet so difficult to, to just make a movie that just is just freaking entertaining and fun and exciting the whole It's really, really hard to make it look easy. Yeah. But Indiana Jones does it. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been 100 Down in Front. So you can always subscribe to us on iTunes to get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook, Down in Front Show. Email us at downinfrontshow at gmail.com. Buy our shirts. They're funny. Buy this DVD from <laughs> us. We get like a buck. Go to the forum. Involve yourself in the conversation. Every week there's a chat room. In fact, this week there was a literal chat room. And let's see. They Matt Beta Beta. Yeah. It was a room of chats. Matt Beta yeah. Beta, who's not here tonight, does the chapter breaks and shows on iTunes. Holden Hill maintains the website impressed on pause today. Thank you. <laughs> Holden Hill, responsible for the Down in Front app on the Android Marketplace. And until next time, my name is T. Christie. Ryan Finnifer. Mike Scott. Drazo. And this has been Down in Front. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. And for coming. Friendsinyourhead.com